So that was a lie. Anyway, tonight on Edge of Empire, Graham ponders: is he the oldest man in heresy? Rob cannot contain his excitement over the amazing Space Wolf helmets. Michael basically just plays Pac-Man the entire night. And Chris simply will not cut, shut up. Just blah, 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 blah. And welcome to episode 13 of year 6 of Edge of Empire. Slightly, somewhat diminished crew this evening. We've got a man down. Uh, Chris has tucked himself away in bed with copious amounts of over-the-counter pharmacology. He unfortunately has finally succumbed to the COVID. The plague has finally got him, so... All the best, Chris. Not that you'll listen to this back. I could call you anything I want, really. Um, and He's just slacking off, really. It's just an excuse to have a night off. Well, yeah, you know, and I mean, people say the, I'm the annoying one. After, but, after, <laughs> after yeah. last week's, uh, after Who last cares? month's one, I'm not surprised. The six-hour marathon that was the last episode. Yeah. Six yeah. hours, twice nightly. Not a problem. Yeah, OK. Um, but, you know, I suppose it depends how annoying you think I am. <laughs> um, but I am joined by... A man who even calls all person a young pup, the oldest man in heresy, that is Mr. Graham Mills Esquire. I think I'm. No, I am the oldest man in heresy. You're quite right. Well, yes. Hello and welcome. And the oh, fluffiest man in heresy, also. He's got a fluffiness about him. He does have a fuzzy. He's a fuzzy man, Peach. Fuzzy. Well, I was I was told that I'd be an, I'd make an excellent fluffer. I think it'd be for very specific and somewhat obscure films if, if they're somewhat aroused by your fluffy demeanour. But, you know, who am I? Well, I have who no idea me? what it means, to be honest, but he's, whatever. He's like, a, he's like a furry that doesn't need to buy a costume. It's Michael Bottrell. <laughs> <laughs> Always very popular on the furry circuit. Mm. OK. And yourself? Uh, yeah, and 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 me, the annoying one, Rob. The annoying one. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Annoying can you age. can you tell how bothered I am about that in my okay. really upset sounding tone? Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> if I was an also ran, I'd be really upset as well. Um, <laughs> There's a story behind it, but we're not going into it. Hate is gonna hate, you know. Infamy, infamy. They've all got it in for me. Yes. Yes. So, yes. so what, what the hell are we doing? Literally, figuratively, and uh, so, 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 so we are taking a look at this month's new releases, and Michael's insisted that I've got to talk about two of them. We don't have to talk about them; we can just like you know mention yeah, them. Th- these came out. Don't buy them; they don't. They're not worth your money. Um, there is a pinchack on this evening's show. I ha- I managed to uh, briefly uh, kidnap Henry Steele from Cult of Paint. Have a chat with with Mr. Henry. Um, Is he going into your collection? Of well, the other two es- the other two escaped. Did they? So yeah. yeah. So um, at the bottom of the shed and in the well. Yeah, I'll have to keep. I'll have to have to keep trying. Um, at least that well is very nicely painted. 
on the inside. I mean, yes, exactly, because of the, the, the people down there with them. So, you know, you've got some artists to redecorate it. So it should be OK for a few. Exactly. Days. It's like the Sistine Well. Sistine Well. <laughs> um, good. Very yeah, good. it's uh, it's nice. So that, yeah, that that's in there, and apparently there's a there's a paint type question that I've got to answer outside of the shack as well. Okay. Um, there's a, a bit of a, a bit of a list challenge. Uh, kind of, well, there's kind of two list things this this show. Uh, we're presenting the lists for when you boys go down to Essex. Mm. Uh, Can't stop using your keyboard. Oh, yeah. Sorry. If uh, Michael could stop using the elementium reinforced keyboard, that sounds like a bucket of wheelie bucket of swearing in keyboard. Yeah, there. swearing in keyboard. <sighs> wheelie bin full of spanners falling down a fire escape would have been quieter. Yeah, yeah. We know, you know, his his predilection for making as much noise as a human possible. Well, that's true. I'm, I presume it's because because it, with the uh, with the cost of living crisis, he now can't pay the overtime rates for the Polish builders to move around. Well, uh, I think also he's got his own little he's got his own little loft now, isn't he? So you know he has, he has to make up for the yeah but have have, have the girls like nailed the loft door shut once he's gone up there. Wow, <laughs> I mean you probably wouldn't even notice I think as long as you kind of posted him food. Yeah, now and that's again. true. You know. And yeah, yeah pretty much. Monster high energy drink. Sit sit there and talk to his kettle all day. Yes. Um, so yes, so. there's there's Alexa uh, up the stairs. Oh. Go on anyway. Uh, and then then we've got a li- we've got a bit of a list challenge with our loyalist lists mm. just using models we've already got yes so kind of um saving ourselves infinite pennies and hasn't looking... really worked out like that though has it let's be honest because none well, of us here as far as i'm aware haven't done a completely new army for this edition even though if we were completely truthful with ourselves we didn't really need to but we did well, anyway because that's what we do exactly Mm. Exactly. So um, we've got a bit of that uh, coming. So with no further ado, we will launch into the new releases, which was going to be Chris's intro. (laughs) We just have to say something laconic and sarcastic. Yes. 0.6.798.1.1 Thursday, just after tea time, it's raining in the depths of the Imperial Palace. Malkador, the time has come to set forth into the galaxy with all the armies of man behind me to reclaim the galaxy and bring to it illumination from old night. Very well, my lord. I shall marshal the legions immediately. Uh yeah um excuse me sorry um if it's illumination you're after can um can I suggest the uh, daylight company they do the best desk mounted hobby lights for all hobbies including galactic conquest sounds very promising and it would save a whole heap of trouble my master oh uh all right then um cancel the crusade and get me one of these loomy lamps immediately daylight company bringing illumination to a galaxy near you. Okay, so new releases. New releases. Let's 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 get through this quickly and without injury this time. 
Oh, look, it was only a it was only a leg, and yep. it, it snapped right back into place. Yeah, yeah, but they've they've released tools, so the, the chances for injury is higher because we've got we've got like new knives and drills. Let's, and yeah, well, cutters. Yeah. And, there's no all right. shortage of tools on this section. Let's be honest. That's true. True. Okay, fair, crack in, in, in the hobby in general, to be fair, there's oh, like B and Q. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what's been released this month, we've got a bit, but uh, a lot, not a lot of it is sort of massive, but there's some stuff. So we've got World Eater heads, um, Mark Mark Six heads, and shoulder pads. So uh, I think yeah. we we talked about the heads before. I mean, I quite like these heads. I think, I they think look... these work quite nicely on the Mark Six. I mean. You know, hitter's going to say Saren Patton only goes on Mark II, um, but these actually, these have translated quite nicely. I think these yeah. work. I like them. And you know what? You could use them on any Mark, really. They don't look, you know, specifically, they're not yeah. really Mark VI looking, so. No, yeah, good. Not bad at all. quite like them. Yeah. Like them. Uh, yeah. And the shoulder pads to right. go with them, if you're a fan of a moulded shoulder pad. And you can say it's a shoulder pad, so. Um, they still, obviously, all helmets other than Sensible Legions yeah. are asking for necks <laughs> broken, but, you know, it could be worse. It could be Dark Angels. Or yeah. So, Dark yeah, Angels. I mean, obviously, you'd have to check your environmental effects if you're playing with World Eaters, because if you're advancing into a headwind, you then uh, you have minus two movement. Yeah. So £14.50 for those. And then we have Space Wolves and um, the heads and shoulder pads. So. Yeah, don't buy them. They're awful. Shoulder pads aren't bad if you like a moulded shoulder pad. But if you've got if you buy those heads, you have zero aesthetic. I wonder uh, how many we'll see. Anything. I do wonder. See, I could throw a couple of them throughout the squads. but No. Don't like no, for, I, I could throw two or three for a whole so like three thousand point army no. for like a for like I don't know a, a priest or something, but no. they don't make sense for a squad helmets. But no, they're, awful. Uh, they're also fourteen pound fifty, and you know what? Yeah, their heads are grad. Sorry, Games Workshop. They're they're lazy lazy design for something that no one ever asked for. <laughs> they're more forty k. Anyway, we covered this in huge amounts of detail. Now they're actually in the wild. It would be interesting if anybody ever dares buy them to fear of ridicule but uh, be interested to see their sales fig for figures for various heads and see which one mark six wolf heads come out at because yeah. i reckon they're going to sell none i'd be tempted to just hide them if i went down to head office just like take them <laughs> off the little rack and just put them behind something that's never gonna sell i think we're off there in a couple of uh, next week aren't we graham yeah yeah we'll oh, oh, all right no one likes a show off well, yeah. no, no, we just, you know, just, we, we, we might do it ourselves. Yeah, we might go drop it on our way. Yeah. Okay. That's, all, that's all right. I'm in France next week anyway, so. Oh, lucky you. Uh, then we've got Rogel Dawn, the Emperor's Crusader, uh, hardback, twelve ninety nine, eleven ninety nine at Element Games. I think it's actually sold out now, so, yeah, it has. Um, EPUB you can get for seven ninety nine because, you know, that's cheaper. And uh, the MP3 is nineteen ninety nine, or you can get it on Audible. Uh, even better if you use our... Uh, um, uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, link. Uh, link. Yes. Link. So we get something, uh, which is great. Anyway, uh, so that's that. It's actually I just finished. Re- I just finished listening to that. That's really good. I can't get past the title because how can he be on Crusade when he sat on Terra doing nothing for seven? This years? is uh, Primarch's book. It's set during the Great Crusade. All right. But okay. it's like only a short while after he was found, and it, it also has the lion literally just after he's been found. So it's like there's a big campaign and it's pretty much the lion's first major campaign. Okay. So he's quite interesting because he, you know, he's trying to throw his weight around 
and uh, yeah, it's actually quite it's quite a good book. Oh, um, I'll, I'll off then. It, it, it's not bad. Um, it's Gav Thorpe, so I've only read one of the Primarchs books. Now I wasn't overwhelmed. You know, I wasn't the first. They got better as they went on. They got much better as they went on. I read the Russ one on uh, one of those humble bundle things because it, it came in it. I was like, all right, yeah, okay. But it, I was just nah, it was the just, Russ one's found, not not very I good. It, I found it all a bit meh. I would say if you're going to read any of them, Alpharius. Yeah, but you know, it completely turns everything about the heresy upside down. Oh, but that, uh, but that means it'll be the right way up because Legion turned everything about the heresy upside down. It's, Fifteen bleeding years ago. It, it, it's uh. No, no, seriously, read Alpharius. Trust me, you will not regret it. Read Alpharius and then talk to me. It, it, it's kind of like a mind-blowing, like, what? On, wait, what? That happened? Right so, it, it, it does change everything. It does change stuff, but not like so completely undoes it, but it does change stuff, if that makes any sense. Uh, and then the, the one thing that Rob was waiting for this whole time, the Land Raider Proteus, £52.50 or £44.62 at Element Games, and I've got to say, it does look beautiful. I got mine on Saturday morning. I had built it by Saturday afternoon. <sighs> the, uh, the only thing I will say about it is, I, 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 I well, actually, no, I can't criticise it at all. It's nothing I to criticise. It's great. Well, I, there is something the um, and this is this is constructive criticism. Goldman. So the whole mounted las cannons. Uh huh. Uh, if you put them on, you can't open the assault hatch. Oh, okay. Because they're not shorter. They're too long. They have so, a picture of it open here. <laughs> it. Yeah, and you try and fit a marine through the gap. Even without a base. Mm. Well, to be honest, I, I I usually leave my doors closed up. So, so it's, glue, it's a, glue them shut. Uh, yeah, I, I glue mine shut. I glue them shut as well. I don't do the chew on of painting inside. Uh, so the doors are they like standard Land Raider doors or are they yes. um, Rhino yes, doors? Well, yes, so you well, can get mouldy doors. When we get when when we go back to the glory days of doors, and the Omni Portal is doors, suited, doors, doors. Yeah. Then. Um, you know, when we break on through to the other side, um, Graham remembers when that came out on single. Um, um, I remember it well. I was in Hate Asbury at the time with Janice Joplin. I remember we we just hitchhiked from Baton Rouge actually. Nice, great, great times. Good times. She was lovely. Well, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely looking, it's a lovely looking model. I definitely, I think I want a couple for my. Um, They're so dinky when you're used to building Spartans. Like I, I built it and I was like, do, oh, bless. I've got this one. I do prefer. <laughs> if I'm going to buy a Land Raider, I'm buying the other one. I know that's heretical in every way, shape, and form. Why? It's still valid. It's perfectly valid. Know, it's a perfectly valid model. It's, it's no, it's not. It's not in the book. More, yes, it is. It's a Land Raider. It's, it's a just Land a different Raider. pattern of Landraider. It's Land a Raider. Land and it specifically states in the book Landraider Proteus. I'm oh, sorry. You're going to pull that card. So I'm not going to pull that card. I don't. I'm I just think. I, only because I know models. you're not going to take a blind bit of notice of it. That's the only reason I'm Absolutely pulling it. I'm not zero notice. Not neither am I. I've got I, I've got two of them on my death guard, and I'm just going to. I'm probably going to get a third. <laughs> I really like the Mars pattern one. I always have. I thought it's a great model. Um, yeah, each their own. Hey, it's, yeah, I'm, uh, it's I'm, a broad church that we, uh, that we inhabit. I'm not a purist when it comes to pattern because the Mars pattern was absolutely in use. I know it was. Um, but... And uh, anyway, so that's I think that's a great model. And that, that 
beautiful. It does mean we, we're sort of in a position now where we're kind of waiting for stuff now. We haven't really seen anything else We've got that that's non-Forge World. Well, so. Other than uh, Plastic Assault Squad, please, GW. Yeah, hopefully we'll get something in the new year. I think the next preview is probably going to be Christmas at this rate. What we what we need is basically something is Chris to be in a position where he can't buy anything for several years, and then you can guarantee a Plastic Assault Squad will be lit, will be released the next week. I would imagine, though, if the next book's going to be that um, sort of Libra Imperialis. Imperialis book. So we are going to see a, a sort of pivot away from Space Marines to, one assumes, um, something Guard-related. Yeah, and, and well, there's, ru- there's rumours for the other game that there's a new tank coming. Yes, well, we, we will talk oh, yes, about that right, next episode. Oh, can we? Oh, will we? Yeah, we will. Will we? We will, will we? We're not doing news today, so. Uh, okay, then we've got a bunch of made-to-order stuff that came out and, um, well, happened. Um, we, we had World Eater torsos for Mark II, Mark III shoulder pads, Mark IV shoulder pads, Catapractor shoulder pads, Blood Angels Mark IV torsos and Mark III shoulder pads. They came out at £14.50, made-to-order for one week. They're gone now. It's fine. Uh that. I, I must admit, I'm a bit. I really wish they keep the torsos and shoulder pads in stock for different marks. I do find it a little annoying that they're only keeping Mark Six in, in stock, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, then we've got Brotherhood of the Storm on MP3. Now I swear this had already been released on MP3, but it was a new release, and I'm like, I'm, I'm looking. I'm just going to have a look on my book, my audiobook server, because I'm sure I've had this before. Haven't we? Look on my audio book server, bloody. Yeah, I, I was sick of iTunes, so I basically turned a Raspberry Pi into it. Yeah, I've got it on my audiobook server here. Jonathan Keeble and Pen- Penelope Rawlins. Yeah, I got sick of um, iTunes because it just messes everything up. Oh, this has got different people. This has got. Never messed anything up for me, but anyway. This looks like it's a different narration because we've got Winston Lyong and Penelope Rawlins. Oh. So it might be a different recording. Ooh, interesting. Nice. But why? <laughs> um, and uh, Legacies of Betrayal. Again, I swear this is out. I swear I've listened to this on audiobook as before. Yeah, I have. It's right here in my thing. Well, it might be a new recording. It might be a new edit. Yeah, how many different be. versions of Blade Runner there are. Well, I've got a, I've got a Blu-ray pack of that when they did the final cut, and it's got like, I think, six different versions on the Blu-ray. Nice. Um, Jonathan Keeble, Tony Longworth, Penelope Raw. Yeah, it must be a new recording. Tony Longworth, is that Toby's Toby? Brother? Toby Longworth. Sorry. Um, he was one of the Black Country Three, wasn't he? Tony Longworth. Tony Longworth, yeah. <laughs> no, I've never had uh, an so audio book. With, Graham. Yes. Well, I've never had an audio book with Winston Leong in it before. Huh, interesting. Okay, so they were out. So $19.99 for Brotherhood of the Storm or $29.99 for Legacy Betrayal and also available on Audible. Just click that link. Um, okay, then we've got the... I haven't got this yet. I don't think... I think it's all on pre-order, but uh, the Adeptus... Yeah, it is. Adeptus Titanicus Matched Play Guide. Yeah, I haven't got this yet either because it it's, appears it's, to be direct only. It is direct only. It's on... It's on pre-order now, so you've got the guidance of building army lists, battle groups, etc., skirmish, confrontation, epic, uh, match play objective and deployment maps, tournament, how to run a tournament, doubles and narrative event rules, additional rules, um, alliances, appendixes, 
um, appendices. Appendices, sorry. Um, yeah. Rules references. So I don't know. I don't. I, it's I not to. really clear exactly what this adds, apart from telling you how to run a tournament. Yeah, but if they've got rules references, that might sort out some of the fact that the AT books are not the most user-friendly. No, they're all over the place. Out. Hopefully they put in the rules for the things we're going to talk about in a moment, because at the moment they don't have rules in any book. So you just got the cards. But you, get, but you do get, yeah, you get the rules in with the box. <sighs> yeah, but you've got, if it's like the other stuff I've had, you've got to cut it out of a bit of paper. It just doesn't. It's not as cool as it um, no, as the I, cards. I it, it's I annoying. I don't like that. that. Is Graham still alive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got Graviton Ruinator for the Warlord Titans. Uh, that's Adeptus Titanicus size, uh, sixteen pounds fifty. Um, it actually looks quite cool. Just look yeah, at it. I don't know what like, the rules are like, but I like the idea of Titan grid um, grav weaponry. I, 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 I like I like I think it looks quite cool. We've also got War Reaver and Warhound Gravitons of Structure, so slightly less powerful, twelve pounds each. Uh, the Reaver one is a carapace weapon, and the uh, Warhound one is obviously a, uh, a hand. But I think I I think I put these if if what I've seen is right. I think I put these on Warhounds primarily. Mm. I wouldn't know. I've got twenty two Titans. I've not played the game yet. Oh, we're going to have to play that game at some point. I uh, say, so, well, we need to find some, we need to find an excuse to go somewhere and just play for a weekend. Or I need to find a bit. find a way of sh- of moving this big lady. That's some. Um, oh stood, yeah, she'd be sat next to me at the moment. She'd be quite cool. Um, okay, then we've got tools, and I'm going to start off by prepping this with pretty much everyone I've seen that Games Workshop have sent these out to have said, for the most part, they're not they're not great. Uh, I think the the mold line removers got me. Yeah, it's actually all right. The knife is okay. The drill apparently not so great, and the the fight and the cutters no good. Apparently they're just rubbish. Okay. I don't know. I've not seen them myself, but we've got the super fine detail cutters, which I've not put in the proper link for. But it's thirty quid for a set of cutters. No thanks. Yeah, it's half a sacker, and well, actually it's more than thirty quid for a set of cutters. Now I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's if these were if these were you're talking your your um what's the word god hand type yeah actually they can be worth it as i understand it yeah but god hand wouldn't work with gw anyway because the sprue gates are too big yeah that that is kind of an issue um i personally think that um i i I mean some people are sort of looking apparently the tips of them aren't so great they're they're sort of um cut off to be less uh what's the word i'm looking for um sharp sharp well yeah the the, the ends of them aren't like a pointy they're not, bit they're sort yeah, of they're flattened not, they're, they're not needle pointed so you can't shank yeah. somebody with them so apparently it's harder to get into things like the bottom of the backpack oh right yeah yeah on a on a 40k marine uh well and obviously mark four as well uh apparently the grip is nicer than the old metal one well, that's not hard. I, I, I don't know. The old metal ones look kind of cool, but I don't know. If you could get, you could go for half that price. You could get a pair of Tamiya's or a pair of Zurons, which would cut through. You could get a pair of Zuron rail cutters, which are designed for cutting through model railway track, i.e. steel. Okay, thin steel, but still steel. And they'd be half the price. Yeah, I think um, I'm, um, I just don't know how... 
I honestly don't know why they'd be charging this much for... I, I, the last pair of these I bought were £2 from Amazon, and they've done me fine. Thank you. But yeah, I you would can... say, though, I would say, though, that I did get a set with the Imperium magazine thing, you know? Yes, oh, yeah, I, sure. I have those, but they're absolute pants. I thought they were okay. Which ones were those ones? Were they the... They're the really basic starter ones. They're the ones uh, with the black plastic grip. They've got, uh, yeah, it's like a black rubbery grip. I've got so many of these. I thought they were fine. I've got a pair of the metal ones. I can't remember where I inherited it from. I would never pay 30 quid for a person. If you were to give me a god, if it was god hand for 30 quid, I'd snap your hand off because that's not a bad price. You'd break them because GW's mold gates are too big. Well, yeah, I don't make make gunplay kits really, so I'm not going to use it. Just don't get the point of it. I mean, what. I paid seven pounds. What's gonna? What's the, what huge difference is that gonna make? I mean, you get a clean, you get a cleaner cut, cleaner cut, but then cleaner cut so you've go got less clean up. Yeah, exactly. Just go with clean up. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Side cutters aren't something that I'm gonna, you know, nippers aren't something I'm gonna spend a lot of money on. I bought mine for five pounds from TT Combat at the uh, UK Games Expo, and I got a knife for another five pounds, and they've been fantastic. You can buy army pluck painter ones for £8.50 or £9 if you want the precision ones, which are slightly longer, but okay. I can't see £30 as even being... It's just not a good price. But they don't look nice either. I mean, the metal ones have the advantage of, although they're awful to hold, they look really cool. What about that little drill? I've never used the little drill uh, for my battle for obvious reasons. Uh, I've got... You could, okay. get, you could get infinitely better for infinitely cheaper. It's 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 a nice bit of aesthetics, but it's just buy a normal pin vice for about six or seven quid. I can't remember where I got my pin vice from, but actually I do have the old Citadel one, which wasn't too bad. Okay, cool. But I've got a Wow Stick one that I backed on Kickstarter ages ago, and that's pretty good. That's an electric one. Okay. Um, so, so the drill's twenty quid. Um, new, new stuff, not worth it. I don't think it is. I mean, maybe the mold line remover. That's fifteen pounds or twelve twelve quid at Element yeah, Games. Scalpel. Well, I agree. I'm a grown up. I use a knife. But if you're a youngin, actually, mold line removers aren't terrible. No. But I'm an adult, so. Still seems excessive. But yeah, I would use a knife. Own, uh, the knife. I don't know. The knife doesn't look. I mean, yeah, it's got spare blades, which is great, but. Yeah, but they'll be they'll be a bespoke fitting. They won't be like a Swan Morton scalpel blade. I don't know. Look at those. They're not they're not that dissimilar to what I've used on them. I mean, there might be an exacto, I suppose. But yeah, although to be fair, in this photo they look a bit rusty. Yeah, Swan, yeah, Swan Morton. Mm. The entire world medical community cannot be wrong. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm still using that. Yeah, I've still got a knife that I got from Poundland like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's that's that. I think the tools are a bit of a. Yeah, I think a lot of people are a bit why on this one. Yeah, makes sense. But anyway, so that's that. So shall we go into the paint shack? Yes, let's do that. Yes.
Hello, and we have moved on to the next section, even though it's been quite a while since we've been out in the shack. The days are getting shorter, it's getting colder, there's no heating out there. So I thought I'd uh, kidnap somebody off the street to uh, snuggle into and keep me warm. I have got the uh, the rather beauteous Henry Steele of Cult of Paint fame with me this morning. How are you doing, Henry? I'm all right, mate. You do give excellent cuddles. Um, uh, well, yes, not not as good as they used to be. It's a bit less <laughs> of me nowadays, but I'm still fairly hairy. So I think I've downgraded from bear to otter. <laughs> ah, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, oh, sorry about that. That's my dog barking at the door. Oh, that's um, we'll, you know, we'll chill out in a minute. Saying nobody else gets to cuddle my dad. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's all right. Um, so, yeah, um, we've had this in the diary for a while and then I, I'm I'm just rubbish at um, life, basically. And Henry's obviously busy telling us all how to do things correctly. Um, obviously. Obviously. Um, so well, this was meant to be out before Heresy 2.0 came out. So we've oh had a little goodness, bit. Oh, my goodness, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Blimey. I think it was I think it was May, I think we originally penned in. That's, that's all right. It's not like you haven't been doing anything. It's true. You know, you've been you've been keeping the torch lit and then cheating on us with short people in orange. You mean uh, my new um, militia army? Your new militia. I was just going to say, is that going to be your new militia army? I don't know. I'm uh, flicking through. I can't decide whether auxilia or militia, but I'll certainly be. Um, oh, you've I'll given the game. Be, you've given the game away there. <laughs> in you've what given the game away there? Does that mean you've got a pre-release copy of the book? No, no. I mean, as in, I've got. Oh all right. Old. <laughs> all, no, all the old. The old I mean, I can't. Right? Oh, I. <clears throat> my my starting point for list writing is definitely nothing to do with rules or points so it's it's no. generally how can i shoehorn in all the models i like yeah i'm like that and i get told <laughs> off for being cheesy it's not my fault in version one i liked the glare oh, i love i love that fury of the ancients has gone from being like red-headed stepchild to <laughs> yeah filth. like it's brilliant I, I, and i've got one and now i don't <laughs> want to use it it's so it's like, good I don't, I, I don't want to use it now because it's absolutely horrible. Um, so, yeah, the the the, um, the question was originally going to be, where do you see heresy in six months and what do you hope for with heresy in six months? But we're so already back there. in May. Yeah. So so um, I don't know. What, I don't know whether things have matched up to what you were hoping for. Um, I see. So, so put in context, we generally we don't know things more than what everyone else sees. No. So to put it in perspective, very, very occasionally. So things like being involved with the, the launch of second edition, we did know about that a few weeks earlier. Yeah. Um, but generally, I think everybody the, knew the it first, was coming about right, a year earlier. Yeah, we just didn't know right. when. And and I think generally for us, it's when we see it on these reveal weekends and things like that. That's that's the first time we see it yeah. as well. Um, so in, in that regards, all, all I knew was, you know, Games Workshop were telling us they were investing big in heresy like they were serious about it you know and, and all, all the so. signs point towards that right you know the the rebranding yeah the shift to plastic um and and the and the coverage you know i think it's um yeah they're all they're all big things aren't they like having new new boxes printed even is a massive expense it, exactly you know and it feels like that 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 commitment's great right because it's like right say heresy's here to stay mm-hmm. um and Whatever happens at Forge World happens at Forge World. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. It is not Heresy. dead. Can we please get rid of that really irritating hashtag? <laughs> but I think it is it is almost that Heresy's dead long live Heresy, right? For me, like well, sec- yeah, that's true. Second, edi- second edition, I want it to feel brand new mm-hmm. in that sense, you know. I mean, <laughs> I can't think of another game with a decade between editions. Um, so it's nice to have a 
No, I mean, we're, we're pushing into Tool album territory right, here. Yeah, right, exactly. It, you know, it's, it's like, is Maynard James Keenan in the design studio? Mm. Hmm. Um, yeah, and how do you think the community has, um, do you think the community's changed noticeably from your involvement? In version uh, one to version two, have you seen a have you seen a growth? Like, have your numbers gone up with people going, "Oh, I've got all these Mark Six Marines. What do I do with them?" I think there's there's definitely, I mean, daily, if it, weekly, if not daily, you're seeing posts. Particularly, we are on on when we've done a, an army painting video for something. Oh, I've always wanted to jump into Heresy, mm-hmm. um, but and usually it's but they're resin <laughs> or but. Yeah. the money but, or or yeah. but in some cases but no one plays it around me or or, or whatever right so there's de- we're definitely seeing that there's people going do you know what i'm going to give it a go i'm going to buy this box of marks and i know you can get mark three plastics been around for ages and blah 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 mm-hmm. but there's no taking away it's exciting to do the new stuff right oh, because God, yeah. because there's energy isn't there there's momentum yeah um and you know i think a lot of us fall fall foul of that the amount of projects that fall by the wayside right because you don't get enough done in that initial say month yeah after release um you know and and, and that's that's completely fair so I, I definitely think you're seeing that in regards to that there are many of the the familiar sort of uh, no, noisiest accounts if you want to phrase it like that yeah um are still doing what they've always done mm-hmm. um so and i think for me that was that that was almost irrelevant like they were they were already into heresy they're still yeah. into heresy great we get to see cool things brilliant yeah. um but yeah seeing seeing new people come in and for me it's i it, slightly bias but it's also i'm loving seeing people painting marines again and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not primaris now i don't care like if you like primaris great if if you know if you oh, like the, 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 the there's no dirtier great. word on this podcast <laughs> all right okay like, i i don't care like it's none of my business chris right isn't now. here but if you say that word five times he will appear and slap you but it's nice to see uh some excitement around so you know i've been using some of them to paint some bad ab schemes with you know mm-hmm. but i'm also seeing other people just adding to their mini marine for one of the better um, armies yeah. um, and that's really exciting as well um you know seeing the proteus in plastic seeing oh, the, the i got mine on saturday and i built it by saturday tea time <laughs> right and it's it, awesome right? it's amazing it goes together like an absolute dream yeah and and that's that's the i think the most exciting thing for me with it is you know we we know what they look like because we've been painting them for 10 years yeah um but seeing them it's a lot easier for someone to pick up a plastic proteus now and paint it in a 40k dark angel scheme or a nova marines scheme whatever yeah and it was to drop the best part of 100 pounds on a resin kit that yep. inevitably the tracks would be uh polite bananaed yeah thank you <laughs> right so that that i think is what we're seeing more which is which is really really cool with regards to many new armies um i'm keeping my eye in um you know we sponsor uh several sort of event organizers you know and we try to get out to events so you're seeing us but i'm not seeing that many armies all of new models but i think that's simply no. because we've only got a handful really of yeah of new models um 
you know it's like the well like we were talking off air before it's like the very very early days right when we have to scrounge around for you know yeah. for bits to make like, later you know, on. It, and yeah. i think who wants, who wants to buy all of a Dev- devastator squad minus one set of legs uh nobody really oh yeah. uh, damn yeah. that's an expensive I've got marine, a million then. red scorpion shoulder pads does anybody want them <laughs> You know? Well, that's all right. You, you, we can uh, do bad. You can do bad ab now. No, I'm not a molded shoulder pad man. Sorry. All oh, right. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's not my. Does not. No, 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 no. Deckles are tri- <laughs> deckles are quicker yeah. and look better in my yeah. opinion. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I think you know it's it's been overwhelmingly positive, right? Um, yeah. I don't I don't keep in with the rules side of things. I I just don't care. You know, I'm going to play the game. Mm-hmm. If the rules right. are great then it'll be a bit easier, but it's still from the outside looking in, it still looks like I need a thousand books. Um, it's all rolling a hundred dice for not a lot to happen. You know, classic old fashioned games workshop style, right? As, um, it, sh- as which it should is be. What we've grown up with. So it's yeah. fine. Like I don't care. Like I'm pleased for people that, that like that kind of thing. If it's better, great. If it's not, I mean, nobody cares. We were still playing it before, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, N- nobody said this is an unplayable system and wasn't, weren't turning up to events right exactly. the way across the world every weekend exactly so i think that side of it i don't think we were ever going to see I, no. I i would be amazed if people start games workshop games because of the rules right and that's not saying the rules are bad yeah. at games workshop but i just for me it's never felt like even people that are really into the games the gaming side of it, it I, I i can't think of anyone who's come at me and said oh i really wanted to try this rule set out you know yeah. it's not it's i these models are cool this is popular in my area, you know, whatever. Um, I think people stop playing because rule sets can sometimes not gel with them. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and for me, certainly the first edition of Heresy, I, I struggled with it a lot because of the amount of time my head was in the book mm-hmm. um, during a game when I would rather have been talking to my opponent, looking at the table, that sort of thing. Yeah. Now, do you reckon, though, that was that an exposure thing? Because I remember when I was doing Warhammer 8 Ed, mm. big on the tournament scene, started on the tournament scene and was just kind of like, oh, hang on, right, what am I doing? Head in massive 8th edition, you know, lethal weapon type book. Mm. And then six months later of going to a tournament every month or and playing games in between... I, there were entire events where I didn't even open the book because oh, I was like, what, what's this? And I'd be like, oh, it's weapon skills. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's the dream, right, is to be off book yeah. for a game as quick as possible. Yeah. Right? I, 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 it sounds like we are very similar gamers in that I think if me and you played a game, it might take about a week because I'd be like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it'd be fun, I, right. I don't even know how far <laughs> things move anymore. It's like, hang on, Marines have moved six since I was 11. What do you right. mean they now move seven? And like learning the new stuff is is fine. And and. Uh, and again, I, I I really enjoy gaming for many reasons. I haven't done as much as I'd like to over the last few years, but but I really do enjoy gaming. But I think the thing, certainly with the old one, I found was yes, because I wasn't playing it frequently enough, there was that element of of relearning. Mm. Um, but it was also just the sheer volume of it. Um, and there's there's other games, you know, Titanicus. I would mm. say Titanicus is a very involved game there's lots of strategy there's lots of tactics there's all of that but you learn the rules pretty quick yeah and then See, you get I, on to I, play i've it. had it since it came out but i've never played it yet i've got right. 22 to, i've got 22 <laughs> titans i've never i've never put them on a table yet but there's you know and thank goodness you don't have to be in the books because of all the books i think i've ever owned from rules they, they are the most poorly laid out um 
for finding rules and things like that. I but the point, the, the point first stands, that I've heard you know, say that um, that it that it is a it is still a complicated game if you want to use that that word. Yeah. But your head isn't in the book all the time, and and that's and that is to me, you know, a, a barrier to entry, I guess you call it. Yeah. And for think, someone who's multi-system curious, yeah. Um, I've only got room in my brain. Game you will. For one, yeah, I've only got room in my brain for one big rule set. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's the thing, and and you know, is that going to be heresy? Is that going to be old world? Is that going to be Necromunda? Is that yeah, going to be? Like, you know, cause I've been keeping up with the Necromunda books, like mm. just buying them digital mm. ones when they come out, because you know I was a teenager when the first one came out, and the setting, and you know mm-hmm. you can do all sorts of things. But Jesus wept. There's a lot to know. Mm. Like, and I've not, I've not even, I've, I've just been getting them from a literary perspective not even thinking yeah. about really playing a game i've got a gang but like you know when but they it's ever amazing see table, isn't it? if, if necromunda is your thing then that's the dream it. isn't it because actually yeah. it's it's there's constantly things for you to do there's tons of depth which, which is wonderful so i think it's i've said this before on different interviews like i really admire people like andy dickerson who's just obsessed with imperial fists mm-hmm. that's all he does buys imperial fists plays imperial fists brilliant i'd love that I, that's just not me i want i want my blood bowl team i want my next yeah. gang i want my old world army i want my aos army i want my zm heresy force i want my you know centurions heresy force. It's, yeah. it's... <laughs> if i if i ever get a maths degree i might learn to play gothic you know right um... and, and i mean presumably that's not far off again i know i know nothing outside of yeah what, i mean what they, we were they, told that's one ago. that people have asked for before and they did say that if we wanted to do gothic we'd have to put the whole specialist game studio as was because i think it was a weekender they said this we'd have to have everybody working on it for three years right well i mean we but were, told were they basically telling we were told a massive porky as if to say don't let on yet don't let on yet <laughs> yeah yeah, quite yeah. possible. If we tell them these are coming, they won't buy the stuff that's coming out beforehand. Don't let on yet. Don't let on yet. Um, yeah, I mean, get that tin for hat firmly wedged on whenever we're talking about about that. But um, yeah, it's coming. Surely it's coming. Oh, the it's same as I, I anticipate, Epic will come yeah. one day. Like, I, um, I know Chris has know? got plans for ideally or like a dream one to to run a game of going from yeah basically yeah. effectively the siege. You've got Gothic that then plays down to aeronautica because we've got aeronautica heresy yeah, now you can have zm going on representing ti- what's going on on the you've ships got ti- titanicus yeah, going on for like the attack on the mercury <laughs> wall you've got um you know you've got all the scales right the way down to kill team kind of like you know in the in the recent heresy books where there's like one or two there's like a night lord running around inside the palace because he's found mm. his way in mm. And, you know, you've got like one or two guys. Admittedly, there's also Valdor wandering around going, you're in here somewhere and you're for it. You God, know, I love Valdor so much. But <laughs> just you, ev- you and Chris everything should, about uh, him. You ever. and Chris should talk. Oh, the, the short story. If, you've, if you're a heresy fan and you've not read that short story, it is easily in my top five heresy books. Um, Valdor is the dude. And I put, I'm one of the love his model camp. Um, yeah, I was, was going to say, I was gonna say how do you feel on his, um, his I'm, I'm going to go fight, excuse me, while I wrap all these trophies around me. So for me, it's I I never wanted. I don't play with special characters generally. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have been quite happy for Primarchs to have never got rules. Um, and I consider Valdor a Primarch. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, in all but you know, in all but name. Well, in um, law, he gave most of them a so, bit of a hiding, didn't he? Going, don't right, think you know, you're the absolute be talk all about all. was he was he a prototype and all this that and the other. Um, but so for me, it's they are collectors' pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be the the visions of heresy artwork realized in in sculpture. Yeah. Um, and that's how I that's how I enjoy them. And for me, that means Valdor is is perfect. Um, you know, yeah, in that sense. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I think so, he's a little so. <laughs> younger looking in miniature form than I, some of the artwork I've seen and my headcanon. But you know, that's presumably his um, genetically superlative skin. What's it? Re- rejuvenate treatment. Yeah, ju- juvenile treatment. You know, good good skin, good genes, and some kind of moisturising regimen, maybe. This is it. That's you the know, bit they don't talk about. That's, that's a, a really that, that's niche a, short story. That's a dom- d- domestic 30k that Dan Abnett hasn't quite got to about, you know. <laughs> Not yet. Val- Valdor's, Valdor's morning ablutions. <laughs> I am reading at the moment um, the Magos uh, book, oh, which is sort of a bunch of short so stories. Good. So um, good. Yeah, it's, and that sort of, that verges into that territory. Yeah. Um, but that's why, you know, that's why I like it. Um, I if, can't if, wait for the Rogue Trader book that's out next weekend. Really looking forward to checking that one out. Rogue Trader book next weekend? It's what called, have I missed? Oh, gosh. What's it? Is it called Void Kings or something like that? Oh, right. It's basically a, uh, it's set in the, whatever the current timeline is to 40k, so after yeah. the, the Rift thing, but it's it follows three Rogue Traders. And I was like, fantastic. I'm right, gonna, yeah, that's, no, that's I'm on the that. stuff I want. I'm on that. Like, I will look while we chat. Like if, if 40k was like the Magos, like on a small scale skirmish, almost more Rogue Trader-esque, because that's the vibe I kind of get from the Magos and all. Mm. Like I'd be all over that, like a tramp on chips. I'd be like, you can keep your legions of Mark Three and Mark Four guys. <laughs> like I've got my Inquisitorial Warband. That's it, isn't it? Like, like I think, yeah, I, I, I probably inclined to agree with you there. That that series is the ultimate gateway. If anybody says to me, like, what is what is this? Like, th- what's the story with with these little dolls that you paint? Mm-hmm. I just point people towards the Eisenhorn omnibus and go. Yeah read that, that ignore the fact that in. it's ignore the warhammer and what you might think you know about it from the daily mash ignore <laughs> the toys and the memes of the marines with the badly painted eyes and all that kind of stuff just read that as a detective novel yeah and it'll just blow you away absolutely here we um, go void king three rogue trader dynasties struggle to hold their empires together in the wake of the great rift awesome so first first one i've pre-ordered in a while that one so it's dynasty and dallas in space with yeah. <laughs> with with you know presumably big shoulder pads which is some fine great some... cover art actually some really really nice cover art um, i'll uh, i reckon you've just probably cost me some money there which to be fair i was expecting talking to you to cost me money in paint but if it costs me money Ooh, in books yeah. that's fine it's all right I can we get should that talk on the... about paint really i suppose we, we probably should we're in the paint rules, shack and, yeah. you know i mean it's not like you're going to be going anywhere i've got a tame painter locked in the shack now so um get comfy um Yes. So um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, this is so this is the big question. Mm. This is the big question, because obviously we've just had Golden Demon here in the UK. And incredible standard, I think it's fairly safe to say, Mm. Um, you know, I've got my copy of the Golden Demon compendium. It's something that I've Mm -hmm. followed religiously for probably since as long as I've been in the hobby, since like Barry Lees was winning with like mm-hmm. Bad Moon Orcs in the early 90s. It's just, I've always wanted to know what you can do. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how far can people push this? You know, and I remember when it would be like, you know, to finish the model off, I dry brushed it with white to bring out the highlights. And people mm-hmm. like that were, you know, and that was getting trophies back, you know, 30 odd years ago <laughs> um, to give away my age. Um, but, yeah, incredible standard this year. You 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 missed out on the day, though, didn't you? Due to some, It's um, been a, a pretty sucky couple of weeks. Yeah, my my teeth conspired against me to uh, ruin my last two to three weeks. But uh, yeah. sadly, I didn't. I was not there. My, my mine do the same. When mortgage rates get sensible, I would, I think I'll be remortgaging, but actually just to have some some new gnashes bolted into me. Yeah. It was it was grim. Yeah, but it uh, was it was, and I, I was I was sad. I was very sad. I think the bit I was most sad about was missing out on the opportunity we, we'd organised with Mike McVeigh to oh. to walk around the exhibition hall with him. Oh, you what? Just to show him, yeah, and to show him stuff and to show him. And his, like, point I go, do you remember? Do you remember doing this? You exactly, have, you know, and yeah. seeing the footage of the guys, you know, um, we've got about an hour's worth of footage that we won't put most of it out, but the hours worth of footage of us, yeah, just chatting to him and him talking to us about his things and all that so it's that that was probably the most galling but the second would be that as you say the the standard the 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 breadth of absolute top tier um miniatures on, on painting on mm-hmm. display was 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 outrageous as we expected it to be um yeah because people have know, had a bit uh some people have had two years or three years even exactly. to work on entries rather than work, one. but also it's the european um demon for, for one you know it's in the uk but it's you know we don't have Spain yeah, the, or, it's not Spain yeah. or Germany. It's the European whatever, demon, yeah. and there are more hobbyists, uh, or, or certainly there there appear to be more high end painting hobbyists in mm-hmm. Europe than yeah. anywhere else. Um, so it's always been strong. It was always it, expected. It? Yeah, Spain, France, um, Italy. You know that they've they've produced a lot of the the seminal pieces, but also you know you see these people leading the industry in a lot of ways um yeah so it's 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 no surprise i think that it was it was so strong yes there was a, a ticketing thing with it being somewhat limited there were a, a i mean a smattering of people that couldn't go because they didn't get a ticket how much of that is truth i don't know but put it this way there was everybody i knew that needed a ticket was able to get hold of a ticket I must admit, I didn't look through the through the the list of of like obviously the winners were all there. It wasn't the um, wasn't everybody who entered by a long way, but there was there wasn't any notable um, omissions in like oh where's that person? I can't believe that person hasn't entered. Where's mm-hmm. that person? Mm-hmm. You know, um, all the names you'd expect to see, even in the pre coverage, like oh here's there or or you know the, if you recognise the faces, you see them in the background. Mm um you know i remember uh going down to a t- to an event and me graham and and uh michael and chris and everybody we we rocked up to warhammer world on the way down to derby for for a game on the way turned out it was golden demon win- golden demon winners day oh yeah so nice. we were like sat in bugman's <laughs> and i was like having palpitations and they were like what's up and i'm like going you don't know who sat behind us do do you and they're like why who is it and i was like well that's rich gray that's david soper that's andy wardle and it's exciting I'm, eh? I'm pretty sure that's Ben Comets I've just seen come out of the gents. Ben, we didn't get Ben, did we? Ben and no, Matt we didn't get Ben. Didn't get over Gareth Nicholas. But yeah, it was it was a, a by all by all appearances, it was a, a fantastic it was show, incredible. which is which is great, which it should be for the 35th anniversary as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Andy entered his uh, World Eaters Dread, didn't he? The one that's been up on, on the Patreon. Yeah, I suppose it's it's fair to say because I think we're going to talk about this a bit, aren't we? But 
But Andy entered te- his large um, custom sculpted techless into yeah. the open category as his competitive entry. If yeah, you was that, that was his main kind of. I've he done entered this the for the World Eaters Dread simply to display it. Mm. You know, and that's something to talk about, really, is is how how you can approach Golden Demon in different ways. And that's what that, that that's where I would like the conversation mm. to go because I've the the tabletop inquirer summed up my reaction um, perfectly in that hobbyist equally inspired and demoralised by ridiculous <laughs> standard at Golden Demon. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so my question because you are the only person I know who has done what I'm about to ask if there is any point in doing. No. I know. No no pressure or anything. <laughs> Um, like I say, you're in the shack now, so you know you're, you're, you're never going to be seen again. So you don't need to worry about people's <laughs> response to it. Um, if you don't paint in a certain way, mm-hmm. this is going to be really hard to make to ask this question without sounding massively catty. But just, I promise, just do it. Do it. Right? Is there any way? Is there any point in entering if you don't paint in a, in heavy metal dialed up to eleven? Absolutely, and I could point you to umpteen winners from from across all of the years particularly the one just gone um i know the the nurgle was the one that sprung out to me that won best single was it 40k Um, yeah 40k yeah yeah um because that that one with it but see i I think my brain kind of subcategorized that because it was a scratch build Mm -hmm. based on that amazing piece of artwork Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously I'm a, a big fan of the, of the military kind of thing, which is what yep. your, that, that's, that, your that's shtick, probably my, probably my favorite. Yeah. And I, I'd say that's probably your USP maybe from, yeah, I think I, my, I've, I've like many people, I think I searched for my own style for a long time. I enjoy learning new things as much as I do mastering mm. anything. Um, so I, I, I think uh, I was chatting, who was I chatting to? Josh Omegon Edge the other day. We were oh, having yeah. a natter about painting and I sort of say, why do we, why do we do it? And both of us is that we, we love the background for this, these settings, the Warhammer settings, generally the Warhammer settings. I do enjoy some of the other Lord of the Rings, um, mm-hmm. you know, Middle Earth as a setting. I enjoy Battletech as a setting. Um, and then a few little niche games, you know, Burrows and Badgers, things like that. But it's, it's always setting first, right? And you read these amazing stories. They might be a, a, you know, a cutout box in a codex or a, or a black library novel. And, and you imagine these scenes and these characters and everything. And I'm a creative person. I think a lot of people are creative. They enjoy it. I can't draw or paint, you know, traditionally. So therefore, I get that creativity out of me by by modeling and, and painting. Mm-hmm. So then it's the answer of right okay how do you model it how do you paint it well it's how do i see it in my mind so when i see uh these beautifully painted um nmm you know let's say that as a technique most people will be familiar with right so Mm -hmm. non-metallic metal um i can appreciate it from a technical point of view Mm -hmm. the same way i could appreciate a formula one engineer right what they do but it does nothing for me in the sense of that's not in my mind what i'm picturing this scene is Mm -hmm. um so it's trying to work out what techniques what styles what products all of this will enable me to create the scene in my head Mm -hmm. in a model um so 
just saying military modeling is 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 not uh, there's elements of it that i i particularly enjoy you mm-hmm. know because that's how i see it slightly more uh lower contrast quite grim um, I'm not going to say grim dark because that means a lot of different things to different yeah. people. But also, and, to a degree, yeah. certain almost f- more of a what I would describe as kind of a, a photo realistic. Yeah. View. Right. And that's and that's another interesting way. Look, I mean, photorealism is something that's amazing in traditional art. Um, mm-hmm. But I think is there's little elements like I like a lot of military money, but I also love metallic paint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love seeing it because it makes the thing look fun on the table or, or yeah. on the shelf and stuff. So. You know, and a lot of military models don't tend to use a lot of metallic paint because a lot of military equipment doesn't have bare metallic on it. It's not looked after well enough. Right? It's not exactly. Polished. And where it does, it's not <laughs> polished precisely. So there's there's going right. I'll bring techniques and products and things in from military modeling and then I'll add things from traditional you know, uh, a Games Workshop style of painting or all this to, mm-hmm. to try and make what's in my mind um, do it. But yeah, uh, in a nutshell, sorry. Yes, military modeling is probably my favorite, <laughs> my favorite way of painting. And something like we're talking about, like the leagues of OTAN at the moment, I'm really pleased with how that's coming together because that's marrying a lot of the things I, I mm. currently enjoy. Uh, but tastes change as well, you know. Well, yeah, that's true. It was interesting because I've been mulling it over for a couple of years thinking about entering something. And it would always be vehicle. I am under no mm-hmm. delusion mm-hmm. that I could that there's ever ever in any point me even putting anything in the cabinet for figure not a chance you know maybe if, if you want to try and win to, to me you see this is the this is the the other part of it you see like obviously there's the entering it for the experience obviously you know of entering now i entered into in 2012 however i entered in 2012 because that was back when you used to get in early at games day so i was like yeah that'll do bang that's in i'll collect it later i might not mm-hmm. even bother but i've got in which means i can get to the forge world stand and buy book one big black one mm-hmm. big, big black book one before before it before it sells out that was my entire thought process behind it there's there's the thing of if you can get to a certain level and if you can this and again this is the this is where it's going to sound like bitterness and delusion and self-aggrandizement <laughs> whatever but if you can shoulder your way into that table you the, the way i look at i've always looked at it, it's a bit like music it's a bit like sport if you sur- you surround yourself with people who are better yeah you get better correct no musician got better by playing with people who were of a markedly lower ability or standard than them mm-hmm. those people probably got better and so I think the same is the same is always gone. Certainly, as I've experienced it in sport as well. I've got more experience of it with music. Um, that you know, you, if you're playing with a big band or you're um, you're in a studio with um, a band of a certain level or you're gigging with a, on on the same bill as a band with a certain level, it tends to bring out the best in you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, that I, I've got this kind of idea that that painting would it would do the same thing with painting would be like right, okay, I'm I'm going to this and the people are going to be there which is normal it's normally a very closed looks like a very closed circle for for people who aren't in it and it's a very in in, certainly it's in the uk it's a small number of names yeah i think if you had a uk only tournament you could probably pre-list the people who were going to win before you even saw what they painted 
mm-hmm. it's not like you've got Jeff the plumber from Halifax comes in with his entry in single miniature and people go, who the hell is he? Mm-hmm. That's the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so the experience, the experience kind of thing is tempting, but it's how much disappointment can you cope with when you're, a, when you're a middle-aged bald man and already <laughs> have plenty of disappointment to cope well, with. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. I've done that. So I think I've done that thing of kind of massive info dump. Sorry, that's all right. I'm just I just don't want to miss any points you made because I think I think I am in a position to answer quite a lot of this because it's it's my business a lot of Mm. it, you know, and I make it my business to to understand this. You know, I I've I've done Golden Demon, I've won Golden Demon, I've I've had a lot of fun doing it, but it's not competitive painting is not something that particularly appeals to me, but it is something that I support and it's something that I want to drive and it's, you know, it's, it's therefore something it behooves me to be involved in, mm-hmm. but I equally, my business partner is a very winning competitive painter, <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of my, and my friends are very, so it's, it's, I do think I have a, a fairly good insight into it. Yeah. I you have a very unique perspective. People. Yeah. I don't, you know, and I, I, I will try my best not to talk for, for people with it, but I think one of the biggest things, what you spoke about there is it's it's setting expectations um it, if, if you are going to golden demon a competition which only awards one gold one silver one bronze per category mm-hmm. if you're going to that competition with the aim of winning you will almost certainly be disappointed yeah right there I, are 12 I, categories what's 12 times 3 36 36 so there's 36 people walking away that are winning. Yeah. And chances are less, fewer, because people are going to double up. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you are going to Golden Demon with the, the purpose of displaying your models for people to see with no care in the world about it, then great. Good for you. That's awesome. It's, it's a great, great opportunity to do that. Um, and I would I would thoroughly encourage it. And then I think there's a lot of people in the middle who are who, like you say, they use it as an opportunity to improve. So if you're going to go and I don't want to sound like a know it all or it's a bit like this. Oh, go for it. If you're going, if you're going to go like a Tory, I'll just edit it. Out. <laughs> if you're going with the purpose of of trying to improve and actually you're using Golden Demon as a deadline, you're using it as an opportunity to get feedback from your peers um and and all that to to paint something to the best you've ever painted then that's a great thing to go in with right because all of those things are achievable that none of those things rely on anything anyone else is doing no that's true so that for me you know i did i I, you know i nearly everything i've painted that i have put effort into since golden demon when i did it is better than what i did at golden demon right which is good right Mm -hmm. you're talking about you don't get bob the plumber coming in and and things well actually when we had the mini demons we did see quite a bit of that um and you know and rightly or wrongly and i think i've said this on on the on your show before is i think judging a piece on whether it's won a golden demon or not Mm. i think is a bit foolish um oh yeah yeah there there were a few things well there was one thing this year that i was like technically that is absolutely flawless aesthetically really not keen 
Yeah, and I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> kettle of fish, isn't it? But, you know, I'm talking about that this year, you know, we've got the judges saying from this year that there were pieces that were commended. So mm, um, there was a lot they, of that this year. They there? were not in the top three, but they were more than just a finalist pin. You, They were a commended entry yeah. that in other years could have won the sword, not just placed, mm. could have won the sword. Jesus. I mean, what Which won the huge, sword, I think, is right? the is the most impressive thing I've ever seen that's won a sword. I think it will go down as one of the greatest pieces. I mean, I'm uh, a sucker sword, for a war effect. Especially I, I when absolutely, it, it just screamed Warhammer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Chris Clayton is an incredibly talented individual. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's lovely to see him, to see him, see him do it. So, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, but having balancing your expectations of, of, of what you want yeah. to get out of it. There is, to me, there is huge value in knowing that you have been. So those people that went to GD, uk that's just gone and didn't place but got commended or even just didn't place at all mm-hmm. there's i hope there is some pride when they hear people say things like that was the most that was the highest level we've ever seen of golden yeah Day. i hope they're proud to have been part of that because they were you know i've yeah. been to i've been to other demons where there's 10 entries in a category there's fewer i've been to demons when there's like four entries in a category but that's a bit of an, uh, an aberration like but you know that where it's yeah actually it's, it's very obvious that's one that's one that's one right fine move on um you know that's not what this one was like which is which is awesome awesome to hear the earlier question you had about having to paint in a particular style absolutely not paint to the paint to the best of your ability and execute everything you do to the best of your ability mm. that's that's all you have to do yeah. And, you know, you, you spoke about the Nurgle Orc. I mean, that's Maxime Penot, who was the previous sword winner in yeah. 2019, you know. Um, but that's a different style to Chris Clayton, who wins the sword this year, which is a different style to Dave Soper, who yeah. wins swords all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Was... <laughs> you know, he's Mr. Golden Demon. Long with probably... Who, if the police ever go around to his um, house for some reason, are going to really get the wrong idea. But, you, you know, you, there's also... Could could you enter a piece that was a pure military modelling piece and win at Golden Demon? Yes, absolutely, you could. Right. Um, there is there is no there is there is no. There's all these misconceptions. Oh, you can't convert. It's got to be a new model. It's got to be painted heavy metal style. Oh, it's just nonsense. The, the, the not converting, I think, this year has done the best. Because the, there was a period where scratch builds didn't do very well. I think, but True. I don't know whether that but was. A, was that to do with them being scratch builds, or was that to do with them simply not being executed not, as well? A, yeah, or was it because it was Eddie Bear that wasn't entering the, the scratch builds because he tended to do, always do very well with his. Um, exactly. So this is it. We go back through every year for 35 years, and you'll be able to point to examples where there are conversions, there are scratch builds, there are different styles of paint job. You know, mm-hmm. there are old models every year. Um, and I think I think a lot of it is simply Internet. Uh, what's the word? Echo chamber. Type yeah, stuff, I think, which we're, think we're, we're well aware of in the Harrison. Yeah, so, hmm. I think it's yeah, it's I don't, it, it's it's sort of I'm very good at being quite down on myself rather than anything else. So I'm kind of I kind of look at stuff and go, well, I can't do that. Hmm. So what is the point? Like part of me goes, well, what is the point in me investing hmm. hundreds of hours and probably the same in pounds? In- You're right. I don't think that's wrong though, but what is the point? If it's not if it's not going to bring you joy from doing it, then what is the point of doing but it? But I would enjoy you know, I would enjoy the process of the of creating the creating what I created 
what I'm it like I don't know it's, it's this is really difficult for me to articulate without wanting to without sounding like coming across like a complete and also twat. without us doing like amateur psychology hour right? yeah yeah oh, oh trust me <laughs> trust me there's, there's a whole story behind that that I'll mention off air that, that, that might explain why I've gone massive info dump and unanswerable questions um like i did wonder why there wasn't much prep on this one I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm coming uh, in cold here so yeah <laughs> see part of me is kind of intimidated by my own bipolar tendencies right and my like kind of because because i'd like to think i can produce a military style vehicle mm. that would sit in any event like sort of army wise mm. And look nice. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm going to take anything away from it. I'm not going to say that everyone's going to be stopping and going, oh, my God, I'm not touching that. It's incredible. You know what I mean? But I'd like to think that I could put something something with tracks or with wings probably on a table and it would sit quite happily in any event apart yeah. from Euro Militaire, but any kind of gaming event. But the, the, the sort of step up from going yeah that looks that looks really good on it in an army that's a nice looking army from the tabletop you know mm. hashtag two foot test to then someone like darren latham looking at it with a bleeding microscope yeah and all of a sudden oh crap you know me going have i been deluding myself for for, for the 400 hours i've been painting this model well you just compare an apples to oranges aren't you well you I'm know, good at army army a, a fantastically painted army is a completely different thing to a fantastically painted dis- display piece model that is being entered with the specific goal of placing and therefore being scrutinized. Um, True. You know, you, the difference there is when, if you're, I think anyway, to, to try and to try and make it succinct, you're painting a good army, right? To, to bring you joy when you look at it on the table and your opponents look at it on the table. And if you go to a big event, hopefully other people enjoy seeing it when you display it for armies on parade and that sort of thing. When you're entering a miniature specifically to try and win, right, and therefore be scrutinised, you are entering it with the viewer trying to find fault with it. Yeah, they're not trying to enjoy it; they're trying to find what's wrong with it. Yeah, that's and that's probably I think you've hit the nail on the head that I've missed from there that not looking at it to see what's right about it they're looking at it to see what's wrong about it precisely there's there's a a good and i'm sure rich won't mind me telling the story about it but there was the one of the years one of the heresy golden demons um richard painted a warhound a a full 28 mil scale warhound this is rich gray's one that's standing on standing on a log correct now at at the time was was on a real hot winning streak you know he'd won the sword with his thanatar um you know he, he was just paying outrageously good models and but what he was also known for was was freehand he was also known that he brought weathering in which i think a lot of people don't talk about as much like rich really did push that weathered yeah. style um not so much military modeling weathering but but slightly more stylistic weathering but, but weathering nonetheless right yeah so he had this this warhound that was impressive in and of itself, just the, the size of the thing. It was obviously painted beautifully, weathered very nicely, and it had some stunning freehand on it. Skulls, mm-hmm. it's rich, right? So it had a load of skulls on it. But there was very little weathering on any of the freehand. Yeah, because you don't. Cause... Ah, because you don't want to hide it, right? Well, yeah. no. 
Therefore, it's not proportional across the model. There's your mistake. There's where you've gone from getting gold to now you're not placing. Mm. It was hands down. He was hands down the best painter at that golden demon. By a country, even when you've got people like Andy and stuff back at this at this point in time, I'm talking about Rich was leagues yeah, ahead of like, it was like else. 20 was that 2012 2013 uh, no no like a bit that? later a bit later, a bit later Eight, 18 no maybe not 16 16 16 um you know so he's le- leagues ahead of people but the miniature in and of itself didn't make sense um because because it wasn't that it again it wasn't all of it was executed to the same level they were able mm-hmm. to find a fault with it um and, and again that's what they're looking for and that's rich right that's one of the greatest yeah. paints around the guy, around the guy who grim dark sun i think it was or tabletop inquiry says he only paints that well to annoy people <laughs> right <laughs> so <laughs> but this is it you know he's he's and, and and so that's that's what you're putting yourself through yeah if you're entering into, into a painting on this now obviously it's hard to say there's not always the same judges there's different criteria etc etc so i can only talk about specific you know, mm. in instances. Um, but it's and, and it would be easy for me. I, I noticed some of the interviews we did, um, particularly with David Soper and with Chris Clayton. They were talking about I painted this model for me. Mm-hmm. I love this model. If it wins, it wins. If it doesn't, I don't care. Right. That is, in my opinion, a wonderful attitude. Yeah, that's right? that, that, that that's that's how it kind of, dare I say, it should be done. Well, that and you could argue, but equally, I've many of my friends are full-on cutthroat competitive painters. They're mm. going in to win. They've got tactics. They've got they look around them at other people, all the rest of it. <laughs> they don't tell people um, how they do things, right? It, precisely, right? And but you have to respect that too. If that's mm. how they want to do the hobby, that's how they want to do the hobby, right? That's you know that's their thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's again, it's that. What is your expectation? from from entering what what do you want to get from it um and there's room for a, a lot of a lot of things i think judging a judging a model on what awards it's won i think is is foolish um, well yeah i mean you, you wouldn't apply that to fine art um no, precisely you know, i mean case I mean, in point just being art yeah is a, yeah. something i'm quite passionate about so yeah. yeah case in point i think the soup improved the bloody sunflowers because that's the most overrated thing i think in <laughs> in artistic history um i've never been a fan of mr vincent to be honest um, i mean soup thrown over some paintings sounds like it it'd sit pretty well in the tape modern or something anyway well yeah exactly um, and it's like yeah. you know were, were they were they <laughs> protesters or was it just damien hurst going this is actually it. my shares is it, have dropped is it mr a hurst going run out of things to burn um yeah but yeah GW so, Pence, so I, I think hurst. that's yeah that's that's what, what was is how i would try and answer what you were I think no, I, I, I think that, I think that's managed to finally join a few dots in my head. I've been picking other people's brains about it as well, but I remember when you when I saw your Stormblade, mm. and it was it was I'd been airbrushing for a while, but I'd kind of I'd kind of I'd I'd recently just kind of turned a few corners and kind of gone oh hang on, and a mm. few a few pennies had dropped, and then I think it was that year I was like oh thank God, it's not a bloody rhino that looks like it's been entered into a concourse competition it yeah. looks like it's actually been fighting right and that's your taste and my taste isn't it and i think heresy definitely gave us uh, yeah. a, an opportunity to show that off there weren't there still weren't many i think yeah. that were painted in that style um for me there's again is you you can weather things but they can often still look very bright and 
this that and the other no, yeah Audi, i think is the word i'd use but it's just because yeah. it's not my taste doesn't mean it's a bad paint job or anything no that's but true it, i mean if, if my ticket comes yeah. in i'm buying uncle night shift the titan <laughs> a full-size one and yeah. going do that because right. i want to see what yeah you do that would that. be that would be wonderful wouldn't it to see see a painter like that tackle tackle the things we love tackle but our yeah, subject the, the storm blade was 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 great you know it was it was I, I pushed myself i had a deadline i went with a load of friends um we all entered so there was a ton of fun with that i went with zero expectations of anything you know my dream was to get a golden demon pin right because that's what mm-hmm. i'd seen growing up in white dwarf you know and obviously it did better than that and that's that's wonderful but i was proud of it at the time absolutely mm. but i'm looking at it now over in the in the corner of the room and there is not one thing on there that i couldn't execute 10 times better now mm. and probably so, faster you know yeah efficiently all, all the rest of it so but i was proud of it and and, and for me the goal was simply I, I want to make an iron warriors thing that looks like how i see iron warriors in my head i want mm. it i want the best iron warriors you know quote unquote best iron warriors thing there is to be mine to be something i've done and that i did it for me i achieved that's not saying it's better than anyone else's i'm saying for me mm. that is the representation of them that i picture in my head and i've been able to see it there's i love it when i'm scrolling on instagram or i'm at an event or i'm things like that and i see someone have painted something that i love and i see them paint it and i love that paint job and i'm like brilliant i don't have to do that <laughs> because i can see it i can see the perfect representation of this thing in my head on the table in front of me and someone else has done it amazing it saves right, me, me a job and a few job. quid exactly and but more importantly i can enjoy it there and then you know yeah. whenever i see it, i can look at it um and that's how i'm approaching it all right that's that's my enjoyment from it yeah but, that's a, it's a it's a very very glass half full or not even half full just glass full <laughs> view of the hobby which is it all round is something i need to work on anyway and i think it's it's competitive painting whether it's golden demon whether it's a different competition or whether as as we see it now at armies on parade events or the sort of uh bit of blue the sort of dick swinging instagram stuff we see mm-hmm. you know it's it's there and it, it is a it exists and it's just not something I want to engage with. You were yeah. talking earlier about being demotivated, like Rich is one, you know, half and half demotivating and inspiring. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, that's brilliant. Right? I'll yeah. never be able to do that. I Damn don't want to be be demotivated, but a lot of the time, demotivation to me isn't is in fact, it's never seeing someone who's painted something better than I can. That's always inspiring. Yeah, the demotivation for me often comes with sycophantic reactions to models, to obviously photoshopped things to Mm -hmm. to that stick it on the fridge look at me look at me that that's what i've gone off social media now i have the cult of paint ones to to deal with but i don't use social media person because it because i was finding that demotivating yeah to to my hobby i've only got those people weren't doing anything wrong right i'm not i'm not accusing those people of doing something that's bad but I was that was my reaction to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I've infinitely enjoyed myself more in the sort of six months or so since I've done that. Yeah. Um, I love it. And the nice thing as well is it means that a lot of the time, the miniatures I see and go, wow, are when I go and see my friends and we have a game or when I go to an event and see miniatures in my mind in situ. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, they always look to... better on the table than they do on the screen, even if the lighting isn't as good. It's a tough one. I don't know that I'd say they always look better. Well, <laughs> I'd say there's, I often there's a different them reaction them. to seeing um, it, really. Yeah. There is absolutely, and it's and and it is it is that's what they are, right? They are miniatures, and we you know we have these discussions a lot. We run online painting competitions. It, it's there's a place for everything, mm. um, and I think that's important. To, to, to recognize as well right is is go and do the hobby how you want to do it because there's there's people that like it the same way and there's yeah. ways to go to go and enjoy it but none of them are superior to us yes yeah there's, um, there, and that there, there sounds no... very you know i'm not trying to tell people what to do it's just it's just my opinion no but there's, there's <laughs> always going to be some there's the <laughs> Every kind of facet of the hobby, if you can imagine the hobby as a D100, every side of that D100 is a gate. And there is going to be somebody who's decided this is my gate and I will die at it, regardless of whether it's one you know, or a hundred on that. Whatever the facet is, someone goes, this, there will be someone who says, this is the only way this can be done. Mm-hmm. And I don't like any other way of doing it. And I think that's just human nature. Yeah, and, and um, again, great. And we might get more of that, but that's <laughs> just because we've got more people doing the game and more people playing and painting the models that we like is surely only a good thing. You have to assume that, right? You have to assume that. And that hopefully is what we're going to see, you know, as as, as Heresy 2nd Edition. Yeah, right. I mean, if anybody does a Hello Kitty Fury of the Ancients army, it's going to be, <laughs> I would be very hard not to table flip it. Um, yeah, that, but that, they might look at your military model style thing and think, oh, that's boring. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that bland? Yeah, yeah look at that. Where's, you know, where's the where's the bright colours? <laughs> right, and that's yeah. it. That's back to what we mentioned before. Army painting is is a completely different skill set. You know, I personally, I would much rather look at an awesome army than I would at a flawlessly painted individual miniature. Mm-hmm. That's just my enjoyment, right? Because generally, looking at that army is going to be more like. I think of when I read the books and this, that, and the other. That's why I've always enjoyed things like diorama and dual mm-hmm. as categories, um, because yeah. that's it's that storytelling. Story and telling. don't get me wrong, absolutely you can storytell with an individual miniature. Of course you can. But yeah. you know, guns on my head. Which would I rather look at? A bunch of amazing painted armies or a bunch of amazing painted single figures? Armies win for me every yeah. single day. And there is a completely, completely different. There is a a lot of different things to consider when you're wanting to do both. I think you can do things that cross over. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Middle Earth does it very well. Yeah, it? it does. And there's and styles. Every, yeah. like, exactly. There's styles, I think, that suit display and gaming, you know, marry marry the two together. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, I'll look at models that people have painted to look good on Instagram or in competitions either way. Right for display they've painted models to look good on display it's actually when you put them together on a table can look a little messy can look a little disjointed Mm -hmm. um you know and 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 jarring right they're they're still incredibly well painted miniatures um but there's there's definitely yeah not necessarily so much cohesion yeah there's definitely different approaches to take to the to the two things and i'm not saying you can't do both absolutely no Um, but sometimes it's worth considering those things, right? Like you're saying, oh, I don't want to go to Golden Demon because this is how I paint and it looks good on the board. Well, great, but that's probably why it doesn't look good in the cabinet. So if you yeah. want to change it, you, you've got to change it. It's, 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 
you're the problem, not the competition. And that's really blunt, right? I'm not, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, like, that, I'm that, not that, trying to say you Again, the, the, the reason why that is the perfect <laughs> answer will be explained off air. Right. Um, <laughs> but, it, but it also means like, oh, what, why? I want my army to look better. I just have to paint better. Actually, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's more theory maybe you need to look at consider things like the variety of unit sizes in your army maybe you need to consider uh, more broadly the proportion of materials that are on display in your army you know mm-hmm. maybe you need to look at uh, a secondary color is more important than it would be on an individual model maybe you need to consider how is that going to look across 2000 points there's 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 different things i think to approach and consider um you know and basing right yeah like it's i always struggle with it right i love a good base i love Mm -hmm. snow basing like yes stick your space walls on snow bases it looks awesome um lava bases all that i love it Mm -hmm. until i stick it in a zone mortalis board and then you go and i'm like why are you running (sighs) around on snow Right. It's just pulled me straight out of yeah. my immersion. Right? It's but, goblin green bases in Necromunda. All <laughs> this up. Is it. But there's no right or wrong answer with that. I think it just has to be is where where do you get the most enjoyment out of your miniatures? Oh, I think so, there is a wrong answer. And that is transparent <laughs> plastic bases. Uh, not my cup of tea, I must admit. <laughs> um, although just to argue devil's advocate for it when you're playing on those like printed gaming boards yeah um maybe maybe it's not so bad but no for me it's it's <laughs> not it's 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 takes them out of being miniatures to yeah. being toys yeah um, so what you've got to do folks is you've got to put a magnet in the bottom of your foot of every single marine and have 10 bases for every marine for every absolutely. possible scenario absolutely no or you just do what i do and do really boring bases but then (laughs) the flip side is because i don't game loads i look at them in the shelf and i'm like god they're boring so that's what i'm talking about like what where do you get the most enjoyment from is is your army actually just going to be a shelf queen and there's nothing wrong with that right most of of mine aren't even in a shelf i've got six heresy arms (laughs) that are all in cases there you go i play about five games a year so what so what is the most important to you i think and then consider how you're going to do it but you know basing is a whole other topic and stuff but that's just one that's just one thing where you know the, the approaches are i think different um, yeah can be different working out the basing for an army is is one of my favorite things with it and like all right hang on right what color is it going to be right okay then wh- where where are they what's the weather like how long have they been there and, but again if you're if you're a big gamer a regular guy frequent gamer you actually need, need to start thinking about more things like robustness mm-hmm. and again immersion right yeah um see michael's good at this because he bases everything the same do you want to do you want to be getting nominated for best army because that's going to be different again Mm -hmm. right um there's there's lots lots to consider um i think that goes right back to what we said is is what are your expectations for the thing what are you actually trying to achieve and if and once you figure that out just go and do it and accept that it's not going to be these other things no that's true that's true. I, I feel like I, that's I, how I, should, I try and do it. Anyway. I feel I should I should have a pop at something, and even if I mess it up and go, I won't bother with that. I should have learnt something along the way. There's that too, right? But that's that goes back to what, what David Soper was saying, Chris Clayton was saying, and me and Andy often talk about is do the piece for you. If you if you if you're in doubt what to do, do a piece for you. Do something that you love. Find a mm-hmm. model that you love, or find a a scene in your head that you love, 
Oh, I'm sat right next to it. You know, and, and recreate it and do your very best with it. Because what's the worst thing that happens? You now have that model on your shelf to make you smile. Yeah, right. That's so true. that and that's not a bad thing. Because what I'm quite, what I'm what I was thinking about is actually literally right next to me, and it's my favourite model I think Forge World have ever produced, even okay. more so can than I my Titan. Three, can I have three guesses? Yeah. Uh, is it a, a vehicle or an individual model? Just it, that, or it, it, it's not alive. It's not, it's it's a vehicle. It's a vehicle. Okay. <sighs> Crassus. Nope. Vulcan Macarius. That's one of the top three, but it's not it. <laughs> I've had one of them and sold it because I'm an it. idiot. Mm, I think it's better than that. It's an amazing model. Isn't better it? than a Vulcan Macarius. I realise that. Better than a Vulcan Macarius. Yeah. Not possible. Um, well, I suppose the Sakaran is a better looking, maybe just tank. No, I'm out. Go on. What is it? Marauder Destroyer. Oh, what, what an incredible choice. That was what got me. <laughs> so speaking about Eisenhorn getting me back into the hobby, I came back in. I was like, oh, what's this Forge world? So I click and I see the Marauder and I was like, one day I'm going to get that. And that's why I was over the moon when Aeronautica came out. Yeah, because my desk have two little marauders, right? Yeah, <laughs> because oh, superb choice. We were at the um the community weekender that we run with with greetings. Uh, we're at mm. the second one uh, earlier this year, and Harry did oh, Harry gosh, bring his? Yeah, I can't remember Harry's second name, but he's Hillwood. He's, that's it, and his account's something to do with the army, isn't it? It's the Tales like, of New Aurora with an under with about nineteen thousand underscores. And he brought loads of that, you know, loads of that to show, and he had his Marauder there, and I was like, oh man, like it's just beautiful. Yeah, but it's, there you go, what a wonderful, what a huge project. People, massive. People, if you want to enter that in Golden Demon, people are going to come along to Golden Demon. They're not going to have seen that model. Many of them will have never seen it before, don't even know it exists, right? So you're going to bring a huge amount of joy to those people because you're exposing them to a new model. You know it will look decent, right? You're a good painter. You're going to try your hardest. It will look good, right? That's a, that's just a given. And hopefully you will produce your best piece of work and then you can have it suspended from the ceiling in the shed or whatever. Yeah. The um, hard part is not literally going to be painting it like American 8th Air Force 1944, right. you know, but, like silver D-Day stripes, yellow that's tail. That's pretty much all the first like 10 Forge World Imperial Armour books are is, is just just rip-offs of that. You know, we go back further, you know, me and, me and Ben, our, our commissions boss, were talking about Zaragrad and, and things like that the other day. So it's... It's, yeah, just what what a great thing to do. And do you know what? If you fuck it up, it doesn't matter. Just get something else. Just try it again. Well, yeah, yeah. My my, my other my other plan was so basically my 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 vision of the hobby because I've recently gotten into World War Two. Well, not recently. I've always been into World War Two history, but I've kind of really gotten hardcore on it recently. It's kind of going. Supposedly, when a man hits forty, they should either get really into World War Two history or smoking meat. Uh, right. Well, I've, well, I, I I am thinking about starting smoking again because I've got my pipes. Right, I've got my I've got a rack of pipes next to me as well. Um, don't do it, kids. It's it's stupid. Um, but a, a, a pipe is a, a pipe is a wonderful thing. I'm just waiting for the little one to be a li- old enough to realise that it's a bad idea, and Dad's just being an idiot <laughs> rather than thinking but it's yeah, something he should World do. World War Two, World War Two is uh, schemes. I think yeah, oh, there's, yeah. there's a reason, right? There's a reason that a lot of people enjoy enjoy painting them and and, and again forge or imperial armor krieg bad yeah. to a degree all of that that's that's what we love right that's what we enjoy and see and there's there is 100 percent a place for them in golden demon 
yeah, that that that's my one of my formative models as a kid because I came in through Airfix like most a lot of people of my age did was the B seventeen, mm-hmm. and it was silver and it had that massive yellow tail, and then it had the D Day landings had the invasion stripes on it even though there weren't that many involved on the day, but um. It's just what for me. It's a fo- like if it flies, it should be silver with black and white stripes and a yellow tail. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, wonderful. Do it. Get it done. And uh, but part, <laughs> but then part of me is going. But you could do it at night, parked up. Oh yeah, do it as like, a scene. Yeah. diorama it yeah, at yeah, night absolutely. and i'm like oh yeah just you know not not like going complicated or anything just take a model that's two foot square and go do it do aeronautica's go well oh yeah that's true i could do, oh, I could do a whole bloody squadron of them oh there you go, there you go. see oh, I'd be like <laughs> not north wield in eight mil oh it'd be yeah. amazing we've got the small scale category as well you know that's a that's there is a, a mainstay with now so you know, with that's a, a great fun with a proper um, in, that was proper inspiring of this is what you can get out of a teeny tiny model Ooh, absolutely I think if I if I was so inclined to enter again I'd be quite tempted with that because again I know that I I know that whatever I paint for that I'll, I will love I will really want to paint and yeah. love because I don't think there's anything in Titanicus or Aeronautica that I don't yeah i can i'm waiting for this oil wash to dry okay i'll just sit and look at that and go and just make (laughs) sound effects and wait for it to dry um and also you know i i think it's a good challenge to see what what could be done at that scale yeah just how far it could be pushed you know i love my my titans but they're very much painted to game with you know they're painted Mm. in such a way that if i want to add a titan i should be able to add it within two weeks of hobby evenings you know um the color the color is right the vibe is right but you know a lot of that model is is one color and a wash um mm-hmm. but i would i'd love to have a go at what can i do if i spend three months on a type yeah that would be um that'd be worth seeing be i fun, reckon right? be fun. it would so well i will make some sense of that and basically chop out all my ramblings and <laughs> uh, and you'll have just listened to henry talk perfect sense for uh, for the last hour it. or so so yeah. thank you very much for joining us in the shack uh, henry oh and, thanks uh, for having me on but it's been lovely to to natter again and so we could i could talk painting for well as long as anyone wants really well yeah uh, <laughs> yeah heresy well, painting in particular i can't wait so now that the legions army painting legions list is done with with the exception possibly of the imperial fists getting an, an update um i'm just looking forward to to what to do next do we do alternate schemes do we do pre-heresy well, schemes? There's, there's the yeah. uh imperialist book coming out yeah yeah do it yes that's right the solar i think is dude I, i'm feeling there's been I'm no mention of militia plastic, though i'm all aboard the plastic train now yeah, but do, where, where I'm at, you know? are they going to come out of left field and go, ta-da, plastic Can you solar. imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, the, the, like, the, 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 you'd be able to hear the nerdgasms I mean, you've got, around you've the got world. The, you've got the Imperial Navy crew in the recent Kill Team box. Yeah. They're pretty cool. And as I say, I, I'm not sure whether I'm going to run my Votan as, as militia or auxilia. But, you know, to, to me, the heresy system is simply an alternate 40K rule set, you know. 
Yeah. So if it's I've got a, an army, it, I can use him both in Fantastic. Yeah, it's a yeah. sandbox. I've I've never subscribed to that. Solar auxilia have to look like this. The goldfish ball is welded on their heads when oh, they absolutely. start. Oh, absolutely. I think the only thing with solar, right, is that they are generally need to be more fully armoured. Yes. Um, and outside of that, I think very, very, very in- interchangeable. No. But yeah, but what, I mean, what, I am so in love with some of these um these new squat models. Um, I I, I just yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like Kazakin though. If you want human solar, love them. Ca- Wonderful. Ben, our commission studio guy, is is a guard. You know, tens of thousands of points of guard. I'm mm-hmm. so happy for him, and I'm so happy he's painting them. Put it that way. <laughs> he's got a video coming out this week, actually, on the Thursday, and he's he's over the moon, and I get to see him looking nice. But yeah, it's just it's 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 one of them things, mate. Isn't it? As we get older, you've got to decide what projects are actually yeah. going to get done. And yeah. I don't sadly don't think my Harakoni Warhawks or whatever will will see the light of day. Oh, <laughs> oh well, never mind, <laughs> never mind. Well, I uh, let's see if you uh, fancy coming on again at some point. Absolutely. And uh, uh, even if it's just to uh, be on record of telling Tom Stallard he's got to black everything out after he's done his base cuts because uh, he was telling me that you'd mm. been telling him yes he has to. Something I've been experimenting with actually myself, with a, how how necessary that is. And uh, <gasps> short, short answer is it depends what you're doing. If he's doing it, he's got to do it mainly because yeah. he finds it a chew. Lovely to see Tom painting um more heresy actually. So yes, he's back on times. back on the heresy train. Good times. But yeah, thanks a lot for having me on. But I, I really appreciate it. Enjoy the show. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Henry. And uh, we will now move on to the next section. Hi guys, Chris here. I'm here with the Warlord Titan and her crew of the Argent Monarch. Say hello! Perhaps I'll stand a bit further away next time. But anyway, we're here because the Princeps was a bit sad that the Argent Monarch looked like every other Titan on the field. Isn't that right? So we gave them all the details of Battle Bling an online web store where you can get all the bits and pieces that you need to make your titans stand out. Doing alternative weapon options, alternative bases, heads, everything you need to make your titan that little bit different from the one you're about to volcano cannon. Well, someone found it funny. So why not visit Battlebling? for all of your little updates and all little tweaks that you want to make for your Warlord, Reaver, or Warhound Titans for Adeptus Titanicus. And that's not all they do, but it's certainly worth checking out. Wouldn't you agree? Just Google Battlebling today, and that'll take you to Etsy for all of your bits and pieces. We move on to our next section, which is where we get to basically bully Chris because he's not here while we talk about the lists that uh, the Brothers Mills and Michael, I am not uh, making this journey, uh, are taking to the Adeptus Terror podcast event, The Burning of Hivani Prime, uh, a narrative Horus Heresy event on the 28th, 29th and 30th of October 2022. And it's somewhere proper down that way south, isn't it? Uh, Benfleet. Where's that? Uh, near South near South End. That's where Jamie that. Oliver cooks on the pier, isn't it? South End. South End, yeah. That's exactly well, it's, it's I don't know. We're, pro- we're probably going to insult people from Benfleet if we insist on saying it's in South End, but 
<coughs> yeah, it's south it's of Sheffield. Not, it may as well be on bloody Mars, as far as I'm concerned. Mars <gasps> territory. It, it is. It is. Um, but yes, it's it's just it's just north of Canby Island, I think. All these places I've never heard of. No, because you don't drive. That's no. So you you miss out on such delights as South End and and the like. Anyway, it's quite nice down there. I've been to South End a few times for work. So. Yeah, I mean. Um, we're, we're actually, yeah, we are quite far away just looking at the map because we've got Lay on Sea between us and South End, so. Yeah, and you're not driving either, Mr. B. All I know is that that, Col- that Colchester's a pain to get to because you have to go down and then back up to get to it. That's all I remember from gigging days that Colchester was a good gig, but it was bloody terrifying because yeah. it's the type of place where you get MPs on the door, not bouncers, as in military police. Yeah, my my, my parents lived not too far from Colchester, so. Anyway. But- the various surroundings of Essex, probably not the most interesting topic in the universe. So let's talk about the event, first of all. That's um, true. So we've got a, a narrative event, um, some interesting backstory, and looks like some interesting mechanics are in play. Um, looks like it's they're using the tables themselves to kind of indicate who's controlling what in the world, So, which is quite a good abstraction, I think. We did think about doing it. We talked about it a few years ago at um, Company Legends, but we can never really get it to work. So it'd be interesting how they do how it. Do you, how do you mean that, Graham? So basically, they've got eight tables, right? Yeah. And at the beginning of the event, four are controlled by the loyalists, four are controlled by the by the traitors. Mm-hmm. Is and Michael as, playing Pac-Man now? I think so, yes. No? As, as the... Um, oh, my mouse squeaked, sorry. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was a notification noise, I think. So as <laughs> oh. the campaign progresses... Um, the tables ownership of the tables will change so a bit like a campaign map except a real world one which is quite a cool idea right um so for example after game one you could have all of the tables owned by all of the the traitors because they won every game for example and then you know i'm assuming either the there'd be some indication to say which of the which side owns which table and the tables correspond to a area on the map and that's how you work out you know, where you are in the campaign. Oh, right. I gotcha. So it's quite a cool little. Yeah, it's quite neat. It is neat. It is neat. Um, so that, that's quite interesting. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing how they get that to work. And then I think it's a campaign based um, thing. So I'm not sure how they, but I, mean, I guess they'll probably use a similar system to us and maybe work it out on the number of victories and stuff over the weekend. I don't mm-hmm. know if they've got any kind of rewards for controlling stuff or anything yet. I couldn't find anything in the event pack but they may they may be i don't know but um yeah so it's a nice little event pack they've put together um four games so two on the saturday two on the sunday um nine o'clock start um but there's i think the events the event space is open until 11 at night so um yeah not not too bad pretty so pretty cheap. plenty of time to get your head around all those new things in oh, second right. three games i do beg your pardon three games Oh, there's, a, there's only there's only one game on the Sunday. That's right. Yeah. It's probably so, not. That's probably not a bad idea, considering you are literally going to be like traversing the entire yeah, depth of the country. Yeah, that's I just realised that. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, three games on the Saturday, and then just the one sun, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. start. So that's pretty civilised. So yeah, um, looking forward to it. Obviously, these we've, these folks have been to our events um, before, so it'd be nice to return the favour. Um, we've got some accommodation nearby, so looking forward to it. I think and I will be in I w- Mr. Frost out for uh, um, uh, an evening meal, hopefully yeah. on Saturday mm. night. So, so that'd be really. And good. then take him down 
behind some bins and give him a good kicking. That's the plan. Chaos Dreadnought in a sock and go, oh yeah, who's clever now with your demons, Mr. Frosty? I've painted it now, so I can't even use it in the close combat. Um, Uh, It was initially um, designed for. So yeah, I'll have to just use the classic, you know, some very, those metallic dice in a sock. He can't even use them. They work. He can't even use demons this time, so... Yeah, so I think it's Night Lords, I think he said he was playing, so he might not even... He's not going to be able to get the... He could get, you know, three of the four, but it means he's not going to get the Grand Slam. We've got to do that in a year if it's proper Grand Slam rules, so... Yeah, that's soon. true. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be nice to go to somebody else's event, because it'll be the first time that we've done this since COVID. Yeah, yeah it is. It's the first time we've all travelled, well, most of us, yeah, because the last time we kind of went anywhere was for my birthday, my 50th. Just yeah. before COVID. Just before COVID. So uh, Literally two weeks before. Two or three weeks, yeah. So um, it'd be really cool to go and not have to worry about setting everything up and getting everything organised and go to somebody else's event. So looking forward to that. Um, so if you're going, drop us a, drop us a little message on the, on the uh, Edge of Empire page because we'd, we'd love to meet up with you. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So... We've got three armies. We all decided we were going to go traitor uh, this time. So we're all going to be on the same side. Um, mm-hmm. And we thought we'd go traitor. Um, I can't even remember the reasons behind it, but basically to make Chris make another army. But I think he was planning on doing his demons. But of course, with yes. the rules changes and stuff, because I think this is, we've been planning this for some time. So mm-hmm. Chris had to buy a new army because he hasn't actually got a traitor army, as he found out. So yeah, um, that he could use. That he could, I mean, he could have used, I suppose, you know, traitor blood angels or something, couldn't he? But I mean, he could have borrowed one off me. Or me. Yeah, got, well, actually, I haven't got that many because I sold the world eaters to to fund my continuing habit of buying more armies. Yeah. So um, I've only really got the Iron Warriors that are actually traitor now. So obviously, the Mechanicum are, are, are you know, they kind of you know bat for both sides, as it were. So yeah. um, I was going to go with agnostic, but yeah, I'll go with yours. Yeah. So, so that they're always good, and obviously, maybe, you know, maybe once the Libra Imperialis is out, that would be another option. But yeah, so well, it's a difficult one to judge this because obviously Mark Frost is going to be there. So if that's the kind of local meta, I'm expecting. It's then really you may as well just just turn up, go to the bar, get absolutely spanned, and just say twenty nil, and then go back to the bar. Well, that's the thing. So it was quite a difficult one to to judge. Plus, actually, to be fair. I kind of decided not to bother with that and just put an army together that I thought that'll get rid of all those Mark Six that I have and they're sitting there doing nothing and that that pains me to have models sitting in boxes doing nothing. So yep. that kind of segued into what army I was going to do. But anyway, let's talk about what Chris has got. So do you want to run through his list? And yeah, so I'll run through Chris's in his it. in his absence. So mm. he's just got he's running Thousand Sons, uh, Guard of the Crimson King. So, uh, yeah, but everyone it knows what to... sounds like a King Crimson album, isn't it? A Court of the Crimson King, I believe. Yeah. Um, the, well, the, uh, they're doing a thing that's 50 years of King Crimson, and it's okay. and their tour is called In the Court of the Crimson King. Oh, yeah. um, so it's, I think this is the Guard of the Crimson King, just yeah. for copyright purposes. Yes. Um, so, 1HQ, and that is everybody's favourite know-it-all, Azhek Ariman. Yeah. Um, the only man in the heresy with more hubris than even Magnus himself. That is true. That is pretty. This is a man who thought, I'll just 
just solve everything myself. Don't worry about it. I've got it. I got this, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You really did. Yeah, I know better than the Primarchs and the Emperor because yeah. you know. Oops, I'm... Everybody's now dust. That must, that yeah. Whoops. Been, at least they're still here though. Hey. <laughs> plus side. So yeah, yeah Azik Amara, he's, I think he's pretty handy to be honest with you. I mean, obviously. Yeah, he's fairly tasty. Um, so not a bad HQ to have if you can have them. No, he is not. For some reason, my uh, my copy of the book is being a bit slow at uh, loading up. Um, but yeah, he's he's not bad. Now after that, we move on to his. Uh, he, he writes his army list. Weird. He goes elites next. Don't get that. But anyway. Um, HQ elites. Yeah, it's HQ elites then troops. Uh, HQ, HQ troops. Always troops. No, no, it's, it's, oh. that's the order is in the um, books. Always has been in the codexes. Yeah, but troops are mandatory, so you put your mandatory in first. HQ and troops are mandatory. Get them out of the way, then you can spend what you want on fun stuff. Um, so he's got a numerologist cabal. Okay. So these are the guys from the um, legendary legendary battle, was it? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I think they were, yeah. Yeah, they were in the. Um, I'm just opening up my other thing here. Man looks up thing on the internet. Um, he's got uh, Asphyx bolt pistols in them, so they've got Asphyx shells. And he has got a rotor cannon in there. So okay. there's definitely something going on. There's definitely something going on there, isn't there? Um, I'm just he's looking, for, something. He's I'm looking for where I saved all those PDFs. Where the hell did I put all them? Uh, so, so Araman, movement seven, weapon skill five, skill five, strength four, toughness four, wings three, initiative five, four attacks, leadership ten, two plus save, Asphyx bolt pistol, masscrafted the Cor- Coridian scepter. That's going to be horrific. Artist for armor on her, 2 plus 4 plus. So I think most of his shenanigans will definitely come in the form of stuff that he gets added. His scepters are plus 1, AP 2. That's an initiative, actually, so that's pretty handy. So I suppose um, Paragon Blade equivalent. Reach 1, Force Master Crafter. So if you get this as Force off, he'll double that to Strength 9. So yeah, pretty do useful. It. Four attacks against a Dreadnought, for example. That'll yeah. help. Yeah, he could. He could. He can beat a dreadnought up in theory. I mean, if he doesn't, he can't kill it in one turn, but he can give it a few, a few, uh, a few little tickles. He can give it a, a bit of the uh, aforementioned shoeing, yes. potentially. Um, they say I'm so looking. He's got, th- he's got. He's got divination and thrum, thrum, You know the one that you can pronounce that nobody else can. Starts from thromaturgy. Or thaumaturgy. Thaumaturgy could be. Thermoturgy. Thur- thur- That's right. me. Uh, that that means he can talk That's to robots. Thermoturgy. That means he can. That means he can talk to robots. Well, whatever. You can do something. Um, so he can basically get those to choose from. So, not bad. Anyway. So we've yeah. got this other unit that we can't remember. What I can't, I can't, it doesn't appear to be in the exemplary. Bat- it doesn't appear to be in the exemplary bat- battle PDF either. Uh, it's it's t- it must be somewhere. Must be somewhere. Right. The numerologist cabal. Uh, basically, it's a unit of maths teachers with a rotor cannon. This must be one of the numerologist cabal. Thousand sons. There you go, folks. This is this is this is what happens 
went before Michael edits everything. Yes. Uh, furiously looks up thing on the internet with fury attached. I think I've got it here. Okay. Yeah, numerologist cadre. Okay. Um, that sounds like people who would do like, you know, your fortune. Yeah. You know, there'd be at a fair somewhere. Come and speak to the numerologists. They would tell you fortune, lad. Cross me palm with silver. Uh, where is it? I can see yes. Come and speak to the numerologists. Why would they want yeah. a caravan with no? Ah, oh, here we go. Kabbalistic rituals. I've got the. Oh, no, that's the. That's forty k. No. Okay, well, not to worry. We'll come back. It, it's, it's, yeah, I'll find it. You guys keep talking. I'll just put myself yeah, yeah. on mute so I can figure it out. Okay. That's all right. Then that, that's the that's the only one that I think that will have any problem um, got it. finding. I've got it. Oh, oh that's it. There we go. Okay. I've got it. I'm sending you the link now. No, just read it. Just read it out, man. Okay, all right. I'll do the reading then. I'll just uh, open it up here. Right, it's in the exemplary battle, the um, Axandiria Four incident. Right. Um, that was released uh, back in September. Um, right. Numerologist Cabal is you can take zero to one in an army, 130 points. You get one numerologist and four life wards. Uh, they come with bolt pistols. Uh, the numerologist has an egg here, force axe, servo arm and a chainsaw. And everyone has frag grenades, crack grenades. And artificial arm on the numerologist. They've got special rules, uh, blah, blah, battlesmith like for the numerologist. Yeah, like it's a like a squad of tech marine type with, things. With, uh, with some servitors. Yeah, uh, no, life wards. They haven't got any servitors. So uh, battlesmith, like battlesmith on the numerologist, relentless on the numerologist. Uh, they've got a special rule called numerologist order, but that's the numerologist only, and life warded. So they can take a, le- a rhino. Um, what options have they got in his oh, list rotor cannon yeah so they can take uh, a rotor cannon in every sorry yes yes i can hear you you are very quiet graham am i sorry okay. I-, I can hear you sorry i was just, what were you saying there is the are the life wards like marines or are they like services the life wards are marines okay gotcha life wards are marines and the uh numerology is basically a um what you call it uh, um Ah, what's the word I'm looking for? Tech Marine. Okay. Right. So he's a, um, a fancy magic tech marine. He's a fancy magic tech marine. Uh, he does, than he's got Legion of Sodis, Faust, and Sun, so I don't know if that means he can take a, a psychic power, so you'll know, so give me that. Right. Numerologist Order. A model with a special rule leads against uh, the Psy Synchronicity. I have no idea if I pronounced that correctly. Um, a psychic power and may not select a minor arcana from those presented in the Prospine arcana. So size synchronicity. Synchronicity. Yeah. At the start yeah. of the controller play turn, a psychic check may be made for the unit that contains one or more models with a psychic power using the highest leadership characteristic among these models. If the check is successful, a model with this power gains a geolocator beacon until the end of the turn. In addition, up to two friendly units comprised of models with the Legionis Astartes Thousand Suns special rule with one or more active models within six inches of the model using Psy Synchronicity gain a bonus of plus one to their BS during the active player's shooting phase so long as the model with his psychic power does not make a shooting attack in the shooting phase. If the check is failed, uh, takes powers on the warp. So he gets a geolocator beacon, which I'm assuming... I'm guessing is something to aid Deep Strike, because this is in, this is in Chris's army. I've never seen it before, but it's not within this thing, so it must be in the main rulebook. 
uh, life warded, so no wounds may be allocated to the numerologist regardless of the attacking model's rules or effects as long as there is another model without the life warded special rule in the unit. So if the numerologist is engaged in a challenge, this rule does not apply. However, if the numerologist controlling player refuses to challenge um, for a unit that includes a model of the life warded special rule, then the opposing player loses the option to stop one model from participating in the combat. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Additionally, a unit that includes any models that are life warded may not be joined by any model that does not also have this special rule. This includes tech marines and apothecaries, which may not be assigned to a unit with this special rule unless they have the special rule. So basically, you've got special tech marines, tech marines basically, that yeah. basically um, give their give someone a plus one BS during their uh, shooting phase yeah. and uh, assisting. Well, I believe it assists in deep strike. So that's. Not okay. that bad. I'm guessing he's got that to to fix up the um, dreadnoughts. Which yeah, is which nice. which is coming next because his yeah. next um, 130 points. That's not terrible. I mean, I don't know what a normal tech marine is. It's not hugely expensive though. No, but that's that's marine, that's not bad. I like that. I could, yeah, I like that. I like that. Anyway, right. It's quite it's quite fluffy, you know. Like you know, why take a spanner and some WD40 when you can fix it with magic? Yeah, it's different, and I like that. You know, um, and then his next choice, he's got the Contemptor Asiron, everyone's favourite, with uh, Minor Arcana Pavoni, which I think is the one that lets it, they'll probably let it heal itself. Memory serves. Uh, it's the, got. Um, isn't, that, isn't that the thing in me one to make, make you more. Does it give you pluses to your. Actually, I I'm guessing that this is the way. Pavoni are generally the healing ones. Okay, got you. In, in in the law, Pavoni are the are the healers. Yeah, I think so. Because you know the Pyrae, the Bernie stuff, the Corviday guys are the look into the future fellas. The Athenaeums are the kind of oh we've got to do something, so we'll just do this. Um, I think Pavoni is the is the kind of medical one, so it wouldn't surprise me if it's a, a self healing dreadnought. A psychic check before any models in the unit are moved. If the check successful, then all models in the moving unit, the psychic side, and a little rah, 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 gain plus one to their distance moved and no oh, penalties to their movement for moving through difficult terrain. So basically, that's it. So psychic test plus one to your move and get moved through cover. It's not bad on a dreadnought. Useful on a dreadnought for sure. Because it's, it's not bad at all. Because it's, because it's got a force weapon and the new Gravis Laz cannon. Yeah, Raptor is the one I'm thinking of for the invulnerable save boost. Yes, okay. which I'm guessing is going to be coming. Uh, he's also got an apothecary in detachment. He's got with two apothecaries in it, two power weapons, which have been upgraded to a key and force swords. And they've both got Aspects bolt pistols and they both have Raptora. OK, so yeah, Raptor. That's weird. I suppose that'll give him a six plus in one. Does it, but does it stack with feel no pain? No, because that's an invon save. No, because that's invon save, yeah. Damage mitigation. It's so, a damage mitigation save. So, succession, then all models in the unit with the cycles, so blah, 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 get a six plus invon. Well, it's the better than that. The unit already now. has this invulnerable save. That unit, that save's increased by one. So, from six to five, or from four to... Actually, the maximum you can get is four. So, no three plus invons with that. Right. So, yeah. It's no still not bad. Three yeah, plus it's... set met. Well, certainly not from that, anyway. Everybody everybody likes an apothecary detachment. And speaking of Sekhmet, we move into the troops mm. section of the list. And, of course, Sekhmet are troops with Guard of the Crimson King. Yep. So we have a unit of five. 
all with combi bolt. There's no snazzy shooting weapons. These guys have got pyromancy mm. and uh, the uh, pyre, uh, pyre uh, arcana. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, one force axe, two thunder hammers, two chain fists, and the aforementioned uh, standard combi bolters. So these guys are very thumpy slash choppy. Gotcha. What psychic power have they got? A oh, Raptora, no? Uh, Pyromancy. He hasn't said. Hasn't. Pyromancy. Just the. Just the. Rather than. Okay. Oh, Pyre yeah. is the is the another thousand suns one. So. Yeah, that's their cabal. Yeah, so that's cool. And he's got. Yeah, he's given them a psychic for an extra twenty-five points. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then we've got a tactical squad with the Pavoni, so that's the uh, move through cover one. Um, Sergeant has an Achaean Force Sword. Uh, power weapon. It's got two additional marines in there, so it's a 12-strong unit, 11 chain bayonets, and 12 aspects bolters. Okay. In fact, and there's another one of those, identical one. He is not telling me off for having identical units ever again. (laughs) Seems fair. Um, And then we move on to heavy support. So actually, it's Guard of the Crimson King with only five Sekhmet in it. So aspects bolters, for those of you listening at home and curious to find out what they do they're 18 inch bolters with sh- shred basically mm. so Not bad. same with aspects bolt pistols uh, pistol one shred rapid fire shred for bolters and uh bolt cannon 24 inch heavy four just shred basically with the reduced range uh, yeah um, i'd i'd okay. i'd tr- trade that i reckon i mean if it's if it's not a huge can exchange for free by look of things. So yeah. Oh no, sorry, one point per model per weapon rather. So a squad of ten is ten points. That's not too bad, is it? For I'd I'd exchange the range for shred, definitely. Yeah, I think so. Most of the, yeah, I have most to agree with that. that you, you uh, do is a, I like shred. I suppose, it, I suppose it rapid fire on eighteen that does reduce your two shots to nine inches rather than twelve. But yeah. Yeah, but well, to be fair, it, it it it's a war game. It's all going to be always going to be fairly close range because otherwise you just stand and look at each other while the big guns do all the damage and you end up with yeah. World War One. Um so we're moving to heavy support and again he's 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 he, I'm I'm liking he's doing a different army but he's sticking true to character here. It is an interesting oh. one, I suppose. Mm. Do the Apocatharians oh they got Raptora, the other one's got Pavoni, right? I just thought he was gonna whether you can double up on Pavoni or Rap, whatever it is to give you five plus in one for example, but not to worry. Cool. Radio. So we've got a talent of two Derrideos. That's big, big hitters. Las Cannon ones as well. Strength ten. Ooh. Strength and, and ten. Las Cannons are better actually, aren't they? Yeah, he's. Uh, these guys are coming to take names. Yeah. You don't mess with them. Um. Uh, he doesn't appear to have anything going on uh, with the top weapon, so that'll just be the standard. Uh. Whatever it is that it comes, well, they don't have, so they don't have the Iolus missile launcher or the um, Atomantic Pavis or anything like that. So they're, they're just, just they're just guns, guns, guns. Just guns, guns, guns. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, twin linked heavy bolters as normal come uh, in the torso, and then the Las Cannon, Arachnus Las Cannon battery on each one. They're going to do mm. some, they're going to do some work. And then his other heavy support is the new hotness that is the Kratos, Kratos. The new um, God of War tank. Basically. Yeah, everybody's got one, including me now. 
I haven't um, got one. I haven't built it yet. They're, they're, a, they're a great tank, actually. They are. They look amazing. They look amazing. Uh, he's got las cannon sponsons on it. He's got hull mounted heavy bolters. He's got flash burn shells, a flare shield, and a searchlight. The um, just for those of you interested, the Arachnus heavy las cannon battery, uh, 48 inch range. So good range, strength 10. But it's AP2, not AP1. I think they used to be AP1. Uh, heavy two sunder, so re-rolling armor pens, and exoshock five plus. So if you do a penetrating hit, five plus, you do another one. And they're twin linked as well, which I don't think they used to be. So um, they're going to hit, and they're going to hit hard. I mean, I guess they're a pretty good anti. Um, yeah. And the flash burn shells is, burn. Is, is the flash burn shell the anti-tank shell on oh, no. the Kratos as Sorry, well? Sorry, I thought about the Derodaos, but the, yeah, the, the flash burn shells are the anti-tank versions. So yeah, so yeah, so between the two of them, that is his heavy support is his anti-tank basically. Yeah, I think that's you know bring down any rogue Spartans uh, or, and or any other you know big hitters in the vehicle department and just mince them. Yeah, yeah. So what's he got? He's got Heavy uh, last kind of sponsons and then heavy bolters on the hull, flashbone shells, flare shield obligatory really. And so, mm. like, well, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's not cheap. Three hundred ninety points. And then finally, uh, in his Lord of War, um, some big one yocked chancer who got ev- who did everything wrong. The uh, Cyclopean giant himself, I would rather trust the face of the galaxy to the jolly green giant from the sweet corn advert. <laughs> yeah, old one eye. I wish old one eye had et this fella. Magnus Le Rouge. So always is going to be a handful, I think, regardless. Uh, 600, 520 points, so he's a fair old chunk of change. You're gonna, he's, gonna, he's gonna need to do some serious work to, to get those points back, I think. And with I only five, ter- only five terminators sure. as well. He's pretty. He's going to be pretty handy. I mean, he should. He's he's a primark. He should be pretty handy. To be fair, mm. I've I've killed him, but you know. So have I, and I've got the pictures to prove it. I suppose I don't know whether he's going to. Very much so. I'd imagine Chris is going to deep strike Magnus in. I'm guessing. Can Magnus? Can he still do that ridiculously bonkers Move Nova? Thing. I don't think it's don't think, anymore. Well, he can't do anything you like that. Ah, the flash burn shells, by the way, uh, 24-inch range, strength 10 AP1, heavy one, armor bane range. So they're going to go through a Spartan. Yeah, flash no, shield or no flash shield, they're yeah, going through. They're just going to go through it. So, you know, take your pick. Yeah, um, and all, all you need, really, with a Spartan is, if you immobilize it, brilliant. It's got last cannons. Yeah, they're a bit scary. If you make what's in it, get out. That is. Yeah, I mean, that, that's basically it. You need to stop whatever's in it from getting to you. Because if them Terminators get out, the Derradeos are going to have an absolute field. I day. don't think they've got enough shots to to make that stick, to be honest with you. Because it's only two shots per Derradeo. Yes, that's four shots. I, I yeah, think that hitting on twos. If you, I know, but if you're going to do that, you would use the plasma one, I think. Even though Not anymore. Red, four pluses, though, 50 50. Well, it, yeah. it bangs out quite a lot of shots. So, but yeah, I think this is kind of backup plan, you know. And anti-tank is going to be taken care of by those two units. The Kratos is slightly vulnerable if you get it shot on the side, so at least you've got a backup with the Derodaya. So, and then Magnus, of course, goodness knows what Magnus does. So, there's probably going to be a whole load of stuff that you need to read in advance. Gets things wrong the, generally. 
you know, he does get things wrong, but you're going to have to get his army, his rules right. Let's put it that way. Yeah, um, you're going to have to be prepared for him. What does Court of the Crimson King do? Guard of the Crimson King, rather. Uh, may designate up to six units from a detachment using this right of war are made entirely models of infantry, and they all get deep strike. So that's Chris's. There you go. There's uh, Chris's modus yeah. operandi exposed. Part of strike assault, they gain fear uh, one special rule for the duration of the turn in which they deployed on the battlefield. And so he can deep strike. So he can deep strike everything then if it's six units. Yeah. Um, the Sekhmet are troops, but they're not scoring. So Chris has only got two line troops, I think. Two ta- unless, yeah, two, te- two ten-man tactical scores. Unless the other things like the uh, Kinebatari occult cabal, for example, unless they're scoring. But yeah, um, so that's only two scoring units, so that's just something to, to be aware of. It's always yeah. a worry of yours, isn't it? You'd have twelve tr- you'd have twelve troops choices if you could get them. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have, I'd have twelve line units if I can, and I hate tactical marines. So if I can find a, a better unit that's got line, I will always take that, which will come onto in my list actually. So yeah, um, but yeah, deep striking in there. Uh, got to have Magnus or Araman as the thing, and the right will not be used by an allied attachment. So there's not really much of a downside to it. In fact, there's only you've got to include either Magnus or Araman or and a Legion Praetor to have psychic discipline. I mean, that's it. That's the only limitation. So basically, you have six units deep striking for free. Yeah, but you've got to you've got to reconcile the fact with yourself that you collect thousand suns. Well, I you know I'm, well, yeah. I'm, quite, I'm quite a fan. To be honest with you, I I I, I would. You know, there were an army I was giving some serious, serious thought to. So, yeah, I mean, we know why Chris has done them because they're red. Yeah, in fact, that was a big that was a big factor in his uh, decision making process. To be fair, because he, he had red paint already. He, yeah, he didn't have a lot of time. He had red paint already, and yeah. he's painted every other army he's got red. So, um, <laughs> pretty much, from, other than yeah. apart from his custodies, who who the accent colour is red. Yeah, yeah, so, big fan of red is Chris. Yeah, you're yeah, right. he is. So, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, paint one colour, but paint it well. Um, so, yeah, there's a load of rules. I mean, there's like a page worth of rules for Magnus. Um, he's got a, ooh, what's that? A strength 6 AP1 force weapon that's probably always got force on anyway. So it's strength 12 or something crazy. Um, yeah, strength 6 toughness, 6 six wounds, initiative 6. All the 6s, actually. It will uh, not die. 6 attacks, actually. That's a lot for a Praetor, for a... Um, uh, uh, Primark actually six attacks is pretty good so yeah all sorts of stuff going on I think you can pick a load of psychic powers and what have you but anyway I haven't got time to go through that in detail but all in all I think he's covered off the I suppose if he's going to deep strike six units in though he's going to leave himself with the Dreadnought and Dreadnought the Dreadnoughts and the, and the tank yeah Dreadnoughts and the Kratos on the board mm. So that might be something to, to. I suppose no. The numerologist cabal is in a rhino, is Was it? No, it's not. It's just no, they can take one, but they're not. They're on yeah, foot, so they might be. Um... So yeah, he's going to do his normal danger close deep strike tactic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the numerologist is going to be starting on the board because he's got Battlesmith. That's his insurance policy for for when the fellas yeah, yeah deep strikers deep. don't turn up in it. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, deep strike assault's different now. You know, you you roll one dice, but he's got nothing to manipulate that roll that I can see unless Magnus can do something out of the bag. But um, so that's, you know, Chansey, you know, how, how much he likes a Chansey. Special rule for Magnus. I broke the webway. 
can uh, you know okay. deep striking is deep striking is harder oh, now because Magnus is broken. <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay, cool. I think that's gonna be a good good interesting army, Chris. I think um, it'd be an interesting one to play. Yeah, I think with the new target um, power. Yeah, definitely. Less, less kind of accountancy based. Yeah, um, and, and to be fair, fun to play. compared to some of the first uh, first edition um, Guard of the Crimson King lists that were that were around, that reads as pretty civilized. It does to be honest, I mean he's got he's got okay he's got heavy hitting Derradeos, but if he swapped he could save himself points and put two combat contemptors in there that would be potentially even scarier. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, so basically uh, 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 he can just spam off psychic powers like there's no tomorrow. He can choose whatever psychic weapon he wants from the psychic core weapons uh, by the looks of yeah. things, and I think he can use the minor arcana. Um, may use any one of the minor arcana provided by the Prosperine, uh, maybe a different arcana each turn. Okay, yeah. passes any psychic te- checks required without any dice being rolled. This applies. Oh, only for minor arcana power. So let's have a look. Uh, when making a shoot attack or attack during an assault, Mangos may choose to use one psychic weapon available from the psychic list, regardless of which psychic power he is used in the given turn. So yeah. Of course he can. It's going to be it's pretty Absolutely. For 520 points, you expect it to be much a hand. Yeah, you don't want... He's, he's not there to give people a grease down a, a shiatsu, is he? He's there at work. No, no, I'm assuming yeah. that he's going to be you know, doing biomancy or whatever it is the equivalent thereof to make himself double hard. So cool. Very good. Okay, nice one. Do you want to talk us through yours, um, Michael? Uh, sure, yeah. I'll just uh, bring it up wherever I put it. Um, oh, so it's uh, Ultramarines with all Volkite, right? No, oh, it no, isn't. It's, 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 uh, it's traitors. Uh, I was going to be taking Ultramarines, but Death Guard I'm, I'm with all taking Volkite. Death Guard now. Um, so we're starting off with a Tartaros Praetor, which did cause a little bit of confusion because uh, the Tartaros Praetor is weirdly cheaper than a power armor, well, artificial armor Praetor. So it was like, is that right? Uh, when I got, I got asked the question, is that points right? Isn't he, doesn't he have a five plus rather than a four plus though? Because the Praetor with... No, because he's a Praetor, armor. so he comes with an Iron Halo as standard, or does that doesn't, get replaced? Does get replaced? He's got the, you know, the, fi- the, 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 the standard five up, I think, invulnerable save. So oh, that's why he's cheaper then, because a normal yeah. Praetor comes with a four but, up when you give him yeah. artificer armor. Plus, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. So is it, oh, I'm going to have to double check it now. Where he is does the have book? A different, different wound. Yeah, but he's, yeah, so he's cheaper. So he's got a combi alchem, alchem flamer. So that is, yeah, a nasty type of flamer, a power scive and rag grenades. As opposed to what, those flamers that fire nice flames at you, yeah. by the way, out there, folks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They fire roses and violets. Yeah, you know, but of course, uh, Rob, Rob was asking, how do you get a power side for free? And so, yeah, it just replaces a power weapon, and you get a power weapon basic with this guy. So, yeah. But um, the power side isn't what it used to be. No, it isn't. And to be fair, I was kind of thinking about taking it as a, a paragon blade instead, because there's nothing that says a paragon blade has to be a sword. It could be a scythe. Couldn't it? Then we've got accompanying him a Death Shroud Terminator squad, uh, five man squad, um, and they are in a Legion Raider Proteus carrier. Oh. Uh, Mars pattern, of course. Right. Uh, and then my next HQ is uh, Moritat uh, with two plasma pistols. 
not you're not gone um what do you call it? Um, the instant death ones like Chris did. Yeah, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. I know the ones you mean though. I've got a uh, disintegrator. disintegrator. That's the one. No, they he's already built with the plasma pistols, so yeah. I'll let you off then. Yeah, yep. cataphractite terminator obviously gets four plus, just, just for those of you yeah. four wounds. Tartarus is a five plus in one, not a four plus. Yeah. So that's why it's cheap. Uh, then we've got uh, a Contempt of Dreadnought with two Kerry's Assault Cannons mm. and a Havoc Launcher. Has he got a helical target in array? He does not. Oh. I have something else for air-to-air stuff. Okay. Uh, then we've got a Mortis Poisoner Squad, 10-man squad. That's the uh, that's the one, that's the destroyers um, with um, uh, flamers. Oh, yeah, it's the Oprah Destroyers, isn't it? Destroyers for yep. you, Destroyers for you, Destroyers yep. for you, everybody gets Destroyers. Yeah. And there's two heavy Alchem Flamers. Right. Uh, a Phosphex What's Bomb. An it's basically chem, chem munitions, basically, yeah, for a Flamer. It's chem, chem munitions. Which do what? Uh, let's, have, let, let's open up the book. Yeah, you should know that, like that, if you're playing the army. Come on. Uh, you know what? I've not actually had a chance to play with Neither play, have I. Play the Death Guard in uh, I'm going to say, this edition, yes. gives, them, gives them shred, gives them gets hot. That's, that's what it used to give that it. Sounds, what, sounds really Liber Hereticus. Right, let's have a look. Open up. I don't do rules. It's not like I'm going to be playing any games anytime soon. So Come the new year, come the new year. We're going yeah, to sort something out. I've booked all my holidays for next year and then realised the other day that like I've spent every single day of my holidays and I've got nothing for doing anything gaming wise then i was like oh yeah i'm buying an extra week's holiday from work so that's fine that gives me five days <laughs> right alchem flamers so they get flesh bane so and gets hot plus, two plus wound wounding on two pluses and gets hot yeah okay. that's not bad yeah they, uh, they, they got better yeah phosphex bombs melter bombs oh, and they come with uh, rad grenades as standard I mean, they, death guard, you've got to stay awake long enough to, yeah. to use them and they've got a rhino uh, then we've got uh, two tactical squads, near identical, but um, they're, they're, they've got a Vexelia, um, Artificer Armor on the Sergeant, Rag Grenade, Melter Bomb and a Rhino. The only difference is the Sergeant's other weapon, which is a Power Scythe on one, squ- on one squad and a Lightning Claw on the other. Okay. Then my uh, next troop choices, I've got two Heavy Support right, squads. One Lightning Claw you've got. One Lightning Claw, yeah. One Lightning Claw and one's got a Power Scythe, so that's two separate squads. Okay. Uh, then I've got two Heavy Support squads. Um, both 10 men, uh, one with heavy Alchem Flamers and a Rhino, and one with auto cannons and an Augury Scanner. Nice. Um, then in Fast Attack, I've got a Saber Strike Squadron with two those, Sabers. Sorry, are they, are those two troops choices, the heavy support squad? Yes, they, they count as troops under the right of war, which is uh, oh. the Reaping. The Reaping. Sorry? They get line. I Oh, I don't think they do get line. Um, let me double check, but they do become troops. Death Guard, Right of War, the Reaping, um, blah, blah, blah. Heavy Squads become non-compulsory troop choice. Uh, it doesn't say anything about them getting line. All right, so they're just, yeah. Heavy Support Squads might be taken as non-compulsory troop choices in detachment using the Right of War, so they're not line, they're not scoring. Yeah. They're just in the troop section, freeing up. To put other things in heavy sports. Precisely. Uh, then we've got two saber stri- uh, strike tanks with the auto cannons yeah. in the fast attack single squadron. Heavy support. We've got a fire raptor gunship with auto cannons. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that will be fulfilling any anti-air duties. If it doesn't get shot down itself. 
Well, well no, yeah. It, yeah, if it doesn't get shot down by because there's a, the flying on reaction, isn't there, where you can bring your own flyer on and also everything, augury scanners. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Yes. Uh, then we've got a Predator Squadron, two basic Predators with the Predator Autocannon and the heavy Bolter Sponsons. Yeah. And a Sakaran with Laz Cannon Sponsons. Okay. So that is my, uh, that's my list. Anything so. to take out the default Spartan? What's your plan for that? Uh, hope, pray. Yeah, hope, hope. Run hope. away from it. <laughs> Melter bombs on a, a on a on a mortis poisonous coil. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I've got large cannons, obviously, on the on the Proteus. I've got large cannons on the Sakaran, but yeah, yeah, that's going to be a difficult one. But I don't, I don't really have much in the way of that yet. So any anything serious close combat wise in there? Did I miss that? Is it mainly all shooting? It's mostly sh- it's mostly shooting. Gotcha. All right. Play to your strengths, Mr. B. Yeah, mostly shooting. So cool. Nice. That's my list. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, I was sort of like. Raiders, you've got two. One land raider. Okay. One land raider, but one, two, three, four rhinos. Okay. Two Oops, predators. Two, two, two sabers. Two sabers. Yeah. And a Sakaran. Yeah. Okay. All right. So a bit mechanised, but... it look nice with all those tanks on the table, though. Oh, it usually does. It usually does. Tanks are a bit of a problem. Well, transports are a bit of a problem now, because when they go, they go big time. So it probably won't be too big a deal for you, because you've not got any expensive Terminators, but... Yeah. I'm kind of... They go... They they blow up at strength eight. I'm kind of humming and hawing with dedicating next week to painting up the plastic Sakaran to take... Because I pick it up on Friday and I'm like, mm, should I? Should I got one? I do already have a resin one and I'm like, yeah, but um, yeah. Why, why, paint on why make things difficult for yourself, Mister B? Just because I always like to take something way. new. Okay. Fine. I suppose you're I'm taking, taking the Mortis Poisoner Squad, which I've never played. You're taking a new before. edition. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Go on. What about Graham's? So yeah. So this is this is gonna be interesting. Do you want so to I'm turn taking... yourself up a bit, Graham? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my settings today. It seems oh, like I can hear you fine, yeah. No, yeah, I don't know, you're just coming across really quiet to me. Clear, but... What about that? That's kind of maxed almost mid-gain. Yeah, that, that sounds a bit more like. Yeah, I did wonder. Okay, very peculiar. Sorry, give Michael something to do in the edit anyway, levelling him all out. <laughs> oh, he, just, he usually devils me down, so, you know, just to keep me quiet. Um, <laughs> more cowbell. That's what you need that's to do. That's what I, I more, cowbell. more cowbell. I was going to mess something up with my speakers. But anyway, um, so Sons of Horus, never played them before. Not mm-hmm. likely to play them before next Saturday anyway now. No. Nope. Um, so this is going to be interesting. Potentially so, not likely to play them again after next Sunday. No, definitely. The amount of effort I'm putting into them, I'm pretty well playing them again. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> so, and again, they're my, I don't want to, I don't like playing with my arm warriors now. I know that sounds kind of, uh, heretical from my point of view, but they're just not very well painted. And now my horizons have been lifted. It irks me that they just look a bit scruffy. And it's like, oh, what do I do here? Do I strip them and start again? You know, and there's a whole thing there where I might do that. So I don't like playing playing with them. Plus the they're really old models, so they're on the old 25 mil bases. 
Modeling for advantage, eh? Well, no, not really. But anyway, so getting them off those bases is going to be a chew on. I don't like playing with them. They just look a bit rough and ready nowadays. So um, they were my first army, so you know what to expect. But so I might have to. So anyway, I wanted another army. Obviously, had all this Mark Six stuff kicking about, doing nothing, which again added to my list of irks. Mm-hmm. So, Sons of Horus is what I want. The for. RAF Ground Regiment, you win one man, you don't have any irks. <laughs> yeah, list of irks. Um, so, Sons of Horus kind of appealed, pretty cool. Um, lots of transfers available for next to nothing. That was a mm-hmm. good bonus. Um, but yeah, they seem to have some cool units in there that, that appealed. Um, didn't want to do a tank army, um, so decided to go with this. So this is what I've gone for. I think it's going to be okay, but there's some serious gaps that will inevitably be exploited. So in my HQ choices, so first out of the bag, uh, I'm taking the, the um, I can't remember what the thing is, Black Reaping or whatever. Sorry, the Black, yeah, the Black Reaving um, right of war, which basically means that. That's uh, a new one. Yeah, the Reaver squads become scoring troops choices. Which is segueing nicely back to my don't want to take tactical squads so they're the two wound weapon skill five fellas aren't they that's the ones um and you've got to take a uh master signal that's not a, and also you've got to have more fast attack choices and heavy support choices which mm. was a massive pain i was gonna say um, that's very unlike you i know right so i had to do some shenanigans to get this to work so Centurion, I've just gone for a bod Centurion with nothing on him other than the fact he's a Master Signals. The Master Signals is actually a really great Centurion choice. Comes with a lot of super buffing ability. So Cognus Signal, so basically giving you plus one weapon, a blister skill if you're in the area. A Vox Disruptor, which knacks your opponent's reserve rolls, um, as well as um, the Strategic Comms, which I think gives you plus one to their reserves, or reroll reserves rather. So um, that's that's pretty damn tasty. Yeah, and he and he comes with an orbit scanner and a nuncio box for free. So he's basically a great value centurion, ninety five points would give him nothing, but he's not there to you know cause damage. He's there to buff things around him. There to stand stand near a rotor cannon squad or a heavy support squad and go, here lads, use this. (laughs) So uh, once per turn can use. you can use the master of signals leadership for any other model in the unit. I think it's in the unit. Anyway, I'll I'll look at that rule in a minute, but so that's what I've got there. You have to have one anyway. So fair enough. And then for my main HQ, I've gone for the, for the big lad about him. He's, he's, he's a bag of tricks. This fella. Oh, yes. Do not mess with him. He's really tough. I mean, he's still still just got a power weapon though. No, he's got, he's got a paragon blade. Oh, right. Okay. And this, claw of his so both of these are specialist weapons and obviously you can choose which one you want and mm-hmm. um, let me just uh, get his his business up uh, so he, he's had a definite buff for second edition oh, he, he's, he's, michael's he's, got the keyboard out again he's, he's pretty yeah just uh, i was just looking up the rules yeah he is he is a real bag of tricks and he will he will cause problems i think for if i can get him into combat because he's you know He's a bad, and he's got a, he and he's a got bad. a paragon blade now. Whereas before, because he used to just have a power weapon, didn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's his stat line. So movement six, obviously weapon skill seven, resistance skill five, strength four, toughness four, four wounds, 
five attacks, five initiative, five attacks, leadership 10, two plus four plus cruise in um, cataphracti. cataphracti. He's got a Bane Strike combi bolter, so Bane Strike are. AP3? No, they're rending, not rending, oh, rending. breaching four plus or something, I think. Uh, so it comes a Paragon Blade, the Power Claw, which is basically a power fist. Um, Strength times two, AP two, melee, unwieldy, specialist weapon, shred, mastercrafted. Jesus wept. Mind, yeah, it's tough, you, isn't it? If you use that, it's unwieldy, so it's initiative one, but the Paragon Blade isn't. So, yeah, yeah. So if, you, if, you, if you're stuck in front of a tank, you hit it with that. If you're stuck in front of anything else, you leather it with a Paragon Blade. I think you would probably would use this particular claw against Dreadnoughts because of the shred rule. So you'd be re-rolling to wound it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but that does mean you are going after the. Yeah, it m- m- means means the rest of your just there in mates that are around you get spannered have to, first. Have to take, have to take the hits. Um, so yeah, he's got uh, relentless, obviously bulky, battle hardened one. So his his toughness is considered five for instant death. So you know, strength ten will will double him out, but only that. Mm-hmm. Uh, fearless, which has got pluses and minuses. Um, for example, you can't evade. If you're fearless, um, using the evade reaction, um, deep strike he gets for thing precision strikes though that's super useful four plus, so singling out some character you want proper nailing, and uh, he gets the wall of trait vengeful spirit which basically means um, any unit he joins gains the field of pain four plus special rule during the movement and shooting phases of any turn in which they deployed as part of a deep strike assault. That's in really addition, cool. Yeah. And the Justarian get deep strike because of the right of war. Um, so basically, I'm going to deep. I'm going to be doing a Chris here and deep striking these fellas in probably. Um, and again, with the reroll from the Centurion, that'll do nicely. Thank you very much. That is a really cool army theme that I that my wallet is going to wish you hadn't told me about. <laughs> so, so he's going to be coming in with that big old Justarian squad, taking hopefully taking some names. Turn two charge if I'm lucky and get it right. But with the Nuncio Vox, of course, on the Centurion, we've got to do is he's got to be in viewing distance of it to reduce the scatter. So there's a good chance I can pull that off. Mm. Um, I think you could. So there's just Aaron, with a, which we've talked about. So told these guys up to the max. I've only got eight of them because I ran out of points. Um, but I've got two chain fists, four, four of them have got paired lightning claws, two thunder hammers, and one's got a heavy flamer. So chain fists we've talked about for your yeah. anti-tank business. Whereas previously back in the day, I would have just gone with eight chain fists and be done with it. Not anymore. So the four paired lightning claws. Um, Pray tell why not anymore, sir. Well, because it's not so much tanks that are the problem anymore. It's everybody's favourite unit, um, the Dreadnought, that is the problem. Mm. Mm-hmm. So what I've gone for is the Justarian get uh, three attacks base, right? So uh, sergeants get um, so three attacks base, two player lightning calls and five attack five attacks base. Um, What's one for charging? Furious charge. So if I'm getting them in charging, they're going to make a mess of most things. Um, so lightning claws now I think are breaching or rending. One of the two, I can't remember which, but it's basically AP2. You can get AP2 with the lightning claws with a decent roll. Chuck a number of attacks at it, which would be significant, at least five per model. That's 20 attacks. 
going to get a few fives and sixes in there, I think. Yeah. So the Thunder Hammers as well, super useful. Chris put me onto these. Yeah. They're um, brutal. Brutal too. So superb against um, our friends, the Dreadnoughts. So I think they'll be able to handle that. So it's kind of a squad. There's a lot of heavy lifting needed from this squad, by the way. And it's not cheap at 510 points without transport. But they need to do some work for me. So yeah. putting them with a bad and... But the, yeah, they've, they've got you they've get. got the, they've got the tools to do that work though. Yeah, I, hopefully if I can get them in on turn two and they can charge on turn two, you know that's that's what we're looking for. And then um, second elite's choice is so I've gone for some contemptors. I've got three contemptors, so pretty hardcore. <sighs> this uh, one's got twin series carries assault cannons with the aforementioned targeting array. That's my mm-hmm. one and only anti-air. And then the other two got chain fists and gravis power fists so i've gone for a combo on both again chain fist for vehicles gravis power fist is also brutal. brutal so if i go up against vehicles i can smash them if i go up against dreadnoughts i can smash them too so that's again there's going to be they're, they're pretty hardcore but they're walking obviously so they're going to you know need to target the some... they're going to need to yeah. wear some shooting which will hopefully draw attention away from the 30 Reavers that I've got. So, <laughs> from, from, from Jeff Abaddon and, 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 his, and his 30 mates. Yeah, so Reavers, as we've talked about, I think, in the, are a superb unit. They're so good, in fact, that I decided to get a load of them after our discussion, and I've kind of math-hammered them, I must confess. So Reavers, um, quite expensive, though, but they do get lined, so they are actually scoring. Mm. Uh, two wounds, three plus uh, armor saves, though. So a little bit vulnerable to your nemesis bolters. You know, they can find the sergeants and snipe them without too much trouble. So that's a worry. But anyway, two wounds, uh, two attacks base, two two we- two a close combat weapon. So that's three attacks base, and they get counter attacks. So always going to be four attacks these guys. Yeah, and I've got ten of them in each squad. And the sergeants, which get three attacks base, have all got twin lightning claws. So, so they've six, got five attacks base. Six. Three plus two for the two lightning claws, plus one for a counter charge. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they sh- hopefully will do a job for me. Uh, precision strikes, shots and precision strikes. I mean, you know, shots with pistols, I guess. They're not really a shooting unit. Mm. But they're going to be a, a reasonably tough scoring unit because, I mean, two two wounds each. There's a little bit of the sergeant's got artist for armor, so I'm trying to give some survivability. And there's one plasma pistol. The weapons got five as well, aren't they? Yeah, they totally are. And they and the, they got all got chain axes, so everybody else has got shred. In fact, they've all got shred because the um, claws have got shred as well. So hitting on threes against normal marines, wounding on threes with rerolls against normal marines. So and that's a boatload of attacks. So I'm hoping they're going to do okay. Hoping they're going to do okay. Um, yeah, precision strikes as well. So if I am in close combat, I can on sixes allocate those attacks where I see fit. So that's mm. cool. In the fast attack section, because I need fast attack if I want a, any kind of heavy support, I've got two seeker squads. So just gone with odd 10 man seeker squads. Sergeant's got artist for armor and they've both got augury scanners just in case anything gets a little too clever. Mm-hmm. Comes in. The seekers have got the crack and bolters with Tempest and Scorpius rounds, of course, and they've got the Mark for Death Rule and Precision Shots 4+, plus and Infiltrate, so I can 
put them up close and snipe away at your um, lovely, you know, sergeants, etc. heavy support. Or just distract from the stuff that's walking up. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Um, putting them somewhere where they can survive is going to be the, the tricky thing there. Um, so, yeah, and then finally, I've got a Kratos. This is my anti-tank version. So this is completely anti-tank. So flare shield, of course, 50 points. Uh, hull las cannons, 25 points. Las cannons on the sponsons, not messing about. And mm. I've gone for the melter blast gun because I just think it's, although it hasn't got the range or the armor bane, most things are going to be coming at me. Uh, it's got a short range, but it's a lot of shots, four shots. So it can also do a number against your Terminators that come in a bit too yeah. close. So yeah. not just, you know, one shot. It's got four high-strength shots, AP1, Armour Bane, when they're within 18 inches. Um, you know, it can it can do a number on things that come driving up, you know, a Spawn, for example. So A Dreadnought's going to think twice about running up to that. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of last cannons, and it's a lot of... Um, a lot of melters. So, you know, it can it can do a number for me. So there's some target priority choices that people have to make before Abaddon and the Just Aaron drop in, hopefully, behind their lines or near their lines and cause them a, a proper proper headache. So you playing Chris would be hilarious. You could play each other on a sheet of A4. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't need a full full six yeah. before game into so, don't want to hear from Chris anymore about I'm a one trick pony here because there's just one tank here and one shooting unit which is the target. Yeah, but what, you know exactly what he'll say. He'll say, "Yeah, you're a two trick pony and you've learnt that second trick from me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise one, me. One unit that's deep striking, which I think is somewhat less chancy than than the others because you, you can't get a mishap. I don't think unless you sort of scatter off. So, yeah, I think it's going to do okay-ish, but you know, Spartans. I'm going to struggle with if there's more than one. Armour 14 is going to be a big problem. Fury of the Ancients, even though I've kind of reasonably tooled my units up to deal with it, still going to be a massive issue for any any army, I think. So most of the units can deal with most things, which is good, and the Reavers as a scoring unit is fantastic. So hoping for some interesting, interesting results. I don't quite know how to play this. The temptation, I think, would be to use the Reaver squads aggressively, which might be a mistake because you're then using your troops choices. It kind of not what they're used to doing, which is to get on objectives. I've never using them to actually cause bother as well. And 50-50 is where that's a good tactic. But it might just be a massive classic Sons of Horus, just, you know, tip of the spear charge up the board, draw the targets. Because the other good thing about the Sons of Horus is that if they're charged or they they charge, you get minus one to wound them. Mm. So you want them in charges, basically. So, you know, the Reavers, again, you know, they, they could be being wounded on fives as well as, you know, hitting on threes and wounding on threes. So, yeah, some synergy yeah, there, for sure. They, they are, I reckon, if you crack how to use that list, you might have something really quite tasty there. It's been mm. a sure, and it's super expensive. Um, but yeah, and I, I'm going. I'm hoping for that they're okay. They're not too crazy powerful, but there's a lot of infantry there. I mean, it's 62 infantry models, which for me is unheard of. I mean, it's about 60 12, more than 60 about, more than you would like them to be. Basically, you know, 12 is usually my limit for infantry models. 
Um, but yeah, because I've had to, I think if I'd done it again, I probably would have changed it. But you know, you could do something with sabers rather than seekers for your um, fast attack choices. Or I could have just done five man seeker squads around. Yeah, but you would have had to abort sabers and you had Mark four, Mark yeah, six, you had Mark forty six. Mark six Marines kicking about that you wanted yeah, to do something with. Exactly. So yeah, so just got to get it painted now. Plastic sabers would be amazing. Yeah, that would be amazing actually. And there's quite a lot. I've noticed there's a lot of rights of war that I'm interested in that all seem to have the same stipulation, which is you've got to have more fast attack choices than heavy support choices. Who are, you, who are you and what have you done with great Well, no, builds? I think what I'm saying is getting sabres might be a good investment for any army because it gives you the option to take some of those. If you still want to take a Kratos or you know, some other harm, mm-hmm. a Leviathan or something like that. So, yeah, I'm hoping it does all right. I'm not entirely convinced I'm going to know how to play it to give it its best because it's going to involve deep striking and stuff. But it's fully close combat. Everything in there is has something about it there aren't there's no fat on that i've got to be honest and um, there isn't poor playing it's, it's you're not allowed to give me chip no i can't really after this because there is nothing in there that isn't you know reasonably effective against certain things against bloody everything there so yeah we'll see just my poor playing to do i mean if you hose them down with you know, lots of sports choices are going to die really quickly, but they'll be out of the open. There's no transports to speak of. It's all just sounds of horrors. Yeah. Cool. So that's me. I think yours is the most powerful out of the lot, even though Chris has got Magnus. I don't know. I think there's something about Chris's army that I don't quite understand yet, which worries me. I think that there's something he's thought of in there that's going to it's work. red out. and it deep strikes. What is there to understand? It's Chris's army. Yeah, I think with the psychic shenanigans that you can never underestimate the sort well, of force yeah. multiplier that is that. Yeah, but there's, all, um, there's also the chance that he'll kill himself with it. Yeah, there is, True. There is that as well. Yeah, Obviously not Magnus, but, you know, yeah. his his units could nuke themselves with it. Yeah, um, the other thing, actually, Baden's wall of hope gives him an extra reaction in the movement phase. So I think the best ones are the ones that give you an extra reaction in the shooting phase and you can return fire twice or evade twice but yeah we shall see i don't know the walls one's pretty good and that's a movement one <laughs> it is yeah i think i can't remember what the special the um sons of horus spec do you know what your special one is off the top of your head chris um used to be my special special uh advanced reaction thing oh not off the top of my head i can have a look i've got the book open right here uh blah 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 blah. advanced reaction no it's just my special rules where is it advanced reaction is it's the movement one isn't it it's where i can basically uh in the opposing player's shooting phase um uh sort of um use feel no pain uh against hits inflicted by that attack uh pass any morale checks or pinning tests uh, and then once it's resolved, I can make a move direction in any direction up to seven inches. Wow. So I can. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I can basically say, nope, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to um, feel a bit better about that. So rotor cannons, not as, uh, not as effective against me. Yeah. So yeah, I can, mine, mine's a bit of a weird one, actually. Within 12, um, it's like a return fire. Make a shooting attack targeting the unit that triggered the reaction, increasing explosive skill by plus one for the duration. 
Mm. But Death Dealers may not make any attacks indirectly, the usual kind of stipulations there. So it's not the best in the world. But, um, yeah, just something to remember. I always forget the bloody advanced reactions. How about you? Yeah, I need to keep remembering them, write them down somewhere, put them, put one on a post it on my head. Okay, and then cool. you can't see it. Put it on your post it on your opponent's head. Oh, yeah. Do you mind just standing there for a moment? Slap. Thank you. <laughs> That'll go down well. <laughs> well, I suppose if you're playing Frosty, it's at least the least he can do. I think that's perfectly reasonable. You should maybe you should get him a little hat where I can just slot it in. You know, so I can just see. Anyway, yeah. there you go. I feel we haven't abused him for a long time on this show. I think it's probably been at least an episode where we haven't given him a hard time. But let's see how we get on after this weekend, because there might be a whole new, you know, a whole new army means there could be a whole new set of things to 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 rip him up about. Yeah, you know, he, he might have he might have found a conscience in second edition. He might be playing fluffy. I don't think so. No, I don't either. <laughs> I think let's be realistic here. <laughs> anyway. Let's move on. So we shall let you know how we get on with our respective lists at the event and, and what to expect. Uh, yeah. Probably in the next episode. Mm. Probably, which is, oh, I always feel that we should drop a certain bit of uh, of uh, rather famous uh, music when we say in the I next think we episode. episode. We should definitely do the Dr. Dre next episode. But unfortunately, yeah. I think the rights alone would bankrupt us many times over. Uh, I think so. We'll, we'll see if there's some sort of uh, knockoff that's just, you know, different enough that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, just different enough. It's probably a sample of something anyway. Let's record someone's nan going, na 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 na. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Very good. Okay, let's move on to the next. It's the mother flipping Mr. Michael B. Yes. Um, straight out of. Straight from from, from ben, ben, the pool ben, of Hartley. Was it yeah. Benton? Straight out of Benton. That would be I'm, from, I'm from I'm, I'm ben, from ben, Benwell. Benwell, straight, straight out, out of Benwell. Benwell. That's nearly, that's, you're saying it's Compton. Yeah, true. Well, could I be worse. You could have said you could have said, you could have said you could have said Scotswood. So, anyway, right. Yes, let's uh, shall we move on to our list challenge? So more lists. Oh yes, double lists. Yay. Double lists. Yay. Double lists. Dun, dun, dun. And I get to read one of mine this time. <laughs> there you lovely people you lucky lucky people because not only have we had one list set that's been read out we have two two lovely lists for you mm-hmm. so the list challenge this month is the sister list challenge to the one we did what feels like about four years ago which was the traitor one yeah um, and this one is all about the loyalists so the rules remain the same so uh this is to taking our existing armies and thumping them through the demographier that is rules version two and seeing what gets spat out at the other end so exciting times ahead obviously without chris's uh either imperial fists i would imagine he would have done or blood yeah. angels and um, we will never know what he was going to do 
not not his custodies, not this week. Not this week. Um, still somewhat re- reticent to talk about the custodies in case he curses it. Yeah, they're, they're still working on the second book that he'll need to buy three weeks yeah. after the first one. <laughs> Indeed. They'll just do a, um, you know, the dwarf thing from 40k and apologise profusely afterwards because they've just broken the game. So, yeah. who wants to kick off with this lovely list challenge? Who's eager to share with the world? Uh, Rob's yet to give us a, give us a. Oh, um... Yes, Rob. Why don't you talk through a list? Well, yeah, because nobody, nobody, nobody's heard my Space Wolf list before. Well, no, but it's version two. So this is version two. Whether it, whether you felt it been improved or, or degraded nerfed. by the new rules. Yeah, well, you know, feeling degraded isn't always necessarily a bad thing. Uh, anyway, that's a, that, that's a different podcast. Yes. Um, so we have got. Obviously, um, just before we start, you are mm. you know that I'm clearly not going to let the Control C Control V go. Just giving you no, that no. heads up. No, no, that's fine. But bear in mind that, that one of the main reasons for this is we're not allowed to add anything new. That's and yeah, true. I've got I've got seven thousand points of of wolves in old money, so I didn't have to Control C Control V. But I knew part of it would also kind of wind you up. So that's tough. Fair. And I must confess, there's a bit of it in mine as well. So yeah, anyway, yeah. go on. So we start with uh, a Praetor okay. uh, with a Paragon Blade, a Power Fist, Ether Rune Armor, okay. and he is upgraded to a Yarl. Yarl. Okay. Mm. What does that give him? In the so this is the bloodied... Is the bespoke Centurion type? Yeah, so this is um, Bloodied Claw Right of War. So uh, you can only do this once per battle now, rather than every turn, time, every which is time. which is the one that which is why it offended you so much, I think. So very much. Uh, so once per battle at the start of their player turn, a player whose army includes a detachment using this right of war may declare a bloody claw. Once uh, the bloody claw is declared, and until the start of the yes, yeah, bloody claw. That's what I used to say when my left hand used to drop things. Um, uh, once it's in. Once the bloody claw is declared, until the start of the controlling player's next turn, all models with the Legionis Astartes Space Wolf Special Rule in the detachment with this right of war gain the following benefits. Plus one to the score used to determine the winner of any assault. This is not mm-hmm. cumulative and no individual combat may have it applied more than once. Gain you can't the f- use it with a Vexella. No. Gain the Fleet 2 and Furious Charge 1 Special Rules. Blimey. Gain the stubborn special rule, or if they already had the stubborn special rule, or another special rule that allows them to ignore modifiers to leadership, they gain fearless instead. Crikey. Uh, limitations. During the turn in which the controlling player has declared the blooded claw, all units that include one or more models with the Legionist a special, special rule capable of charging must always attempt to charge an enemy unit in the assault mm. phase if there are eligible targets in range and line of sight. If multiple eligible targets are available, the controlling player may choose which to declare a charge against, which is the same as it used to be all game long in the old version anyway, which is why I spent most of it sat in my Spartan until I was right next to what I wanted to kill. Ah, I see. Mm. So you couldn't be kited around the board by a, a, a javelin. Exactly. I used to play corn in fantasy. Nobody kites me. Okay. So, <laughs> is that the special reaction, or is that just is that something? That's that's the, that's the right of war. Right. That's the right of war. So they, they, that's once per game. That's once per game. So the, that the, used to be all the time, didn't it? 
Yeah, it used to be all the time. The Jarl has his Warlord trait, which is the Howl of Morkai. Okay. And once per battle, a controller player. <laughs> no, you're thinking of the 1970s TV program based on Chinese mythology, and you can shut up. Once per battle, a controlling player of a warlord with this trait. Okay. No, that's my mate from bloody. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and it's also the Jungle Book. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> Rudyard Kipling. Um... <laughs> you do that every time. Look, you gigantopithecus. Yes, um, <laughs> what a word. It's Jungle. brilliant, isn't it? It sounds even better when Christopher Walken sings yes, it. If you've not yes. seen the live-action one, you should. Um, so once per battle, a controlling player of a warlord with this trait may use this trait, declare the use of this trait at the start of their player turn. For the duration of that player turn only, all friendly models with the Legion start as special wolves. Special, space wolves, special rule, gain a bonus of plus one strength if the unit they are in has successfully charged an enemy unit. In addition, an army whose warlord has this trait may make an additional reaction to the opposing player's movement phase as long as the warlord has not been removed as a casualty. Which means I get, which means it gives me an extra chance to um, do the uh, advance uh, reaction if I've already done something else in the movement phase. Gotcha. Yeah, cool. So that's so if I do Bloody Claw and Howler Morkai in the same turn, that's Fleet Furious Charge and an additional plus one strength if they make the charge. Well. It's space wars. So that's that, that's base marines at strength six. Nice. Okay. Which is uh, not bad. Crazy. That's what that is. I love that. So he's a Jarl, which is basically a souped up. Isn't it? It's, no, he's a Praetor. It's an upgrade to a Praetor. Oh, okay. uh, ten points. It gives him counterattack two. And it gives him skirmish as well. But but, but he's got his. You know, he's going to be with a bunch of mates. Right. Skirmish is pretty useful, actually. That's but he's got counterattack two. Yes, yeah, so basically two attacks all mm-hmm. the time for ten yes. points. Yes. Space wolves. <laughs> they may have the worst helmets in the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Etherune armour gives him an additional wound. Why not? I mean, why? Uh, it gives him, it's a two plus armor save, increases his wounds characteristic by one and grants adamantium will four plus. How much does that cost? 25. Oh, I thought you'd say five, because that would have been about right. Yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, so then he's got uh, a paragon blade, a power, and a power fist as well. Why wouldn't you? Okay, so he Decide who he's going to slap. Uh, so then also in HQ, there are two. Identical uh, centurions with the Speaker of the Dead upgrade. Now, these are different to how they used to be. Okay. They're slightly toned down, but in some ways slightly better. Of course they are. Um, So the Speaker of the Dead is plus 65 points. It's the most expensive um, console upgrade in the game. Okay. Sounds Um, reasonable. So he must increase his leadership to 10. Must. Yep. Such a shame. And all units, all models in uh, a unit that he joins gain stubborn and hatred, which means when I do my bloody claw, they go fearless. Uh, and they've got hatred. Yeah. But um, so now. So, so far, so Chaplin. Yeah. So now, but then he gains a Narthesium, 
Whereas before he used to give feel no pain six plus. Now he gets an Arthesium, so he get he goes he goes full apothecary. Flipping egg. And a mastercrafted power maul at no additional points cost. Mm. Of course. But then it's a space wolf one, so why would you have a power maul when you can upgrade that for ten points to a great frost blade, which is which is initi- which is uh, plus two strength, yes. initiative minus one, AP two. Of course, of course it is. I mean, why would it be anything else? So 65 points gives you basically two Centurions for the price of one. Uh, no, gives you a, a, an Apothecary and a Centurion. Sorry, it gives you, yeah, give, yeah, but it gives you, if you wanted to re- replicate that with any other armour, you'd need two Centurions and you have to upgrade one to a, I suppose you could do it with an Apothecary, couldn't you? And one yeah. with a... Would and, be a you, and you could take nine Apothecaries as one unit choice now. I suppose actually, I suppose in the big scheme of things, the pocket is only a one wound model though. They used to, they used to get preferred enemy infantry, they used to get fearless, yeah. they used to get fear, but they used to get a six up feel no pain. Yeah, true. Okay, well I think the five plus feel no pain is better, but yeah. still it's a fair. It's at least it's a it's not soft. points adjustment. Yeah, uh, you're but you're basically you've, doubling the cost of it, aren't you? Yeah, but you've got to then remember to trigger things. We, you've got to play the synergy with your rights and your reactions, whereas before it was just everything is turned on all the time. Yeah. And it yeah. was a, a collect VPs button, basically. Yes. Uh, so there's two, but there's two of them. Um Because I've got to have three HQs because it's 3,000 points. Oh, that's still a full rule, is it? It would, it would have, I haven't seen otherwise, but that would imply that I've actually read through it sort of, you know. Okay, so fair enough. Yeah. Um, yep. Let's just have a look. Um, I mean, two of them is no bad thing. So, da, da, da. it's not saying that. Anyway, so, yeah, that's totally a covers album, just... Needing to be done. So in troops, it could be like I sort of dread Zeppelin. Yes. <laughs> sort yes. of Elvis slash says Led Zeppelin covers, but putting 40k and heresy words in instead. Yeah. That would it, work. It, it could so be done. So in troops, I have two units of grey stalkers, not grey slayers now, because the grey slayers are the ones who come with shields. Grey Stalkers are the ones who come with pistols. Okay. And my guys are built with pistols, so I've got Grey Stalkers. So there's a unit of 18 of them, which has 14 power weapons in it. Yeah. Four four power fists, and the sergeant has artificer armour, melter bombs, and there is also a Vexilla in there. Okay. Why uh, a Vexilla? I mean, I, I see these about. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, I, I tend to build them because they look cool. Yeah, right. I, I, and in the old edition, they were they were kind of handy. And it was some. And somebody told me while I was building my first army that bear in mind, Marines don't automatically rally in heresy. And I was like, righto, build a flag. I've played enough fantasy that you don't. You, you, the first thing you do when you pick a core unit is you go full command. Standard musician champion every single time. Okay. Um, so there's a, that's a unit of 18. There is also a, a unit of 17, which has a mere 13 power weapons in it, four power fists, and the sergeant has artificer armor, melter bombs, and there is also a vexilla. Of course. 
So uh, that's them. Uh, in elites, I have an apothecary in detachment, which is just two apothecaries, 90 points. So they are a backup. To the Christ, to the speakers of the dead. Speakers of the dead. So if they get into a challenge with something they can't handle, which admittedly is possible, but not very likely unless I'm being an idiot, there's still... Um, they yeah. still feel no pain there. Or if they toddle off, leave a unit, and decide to go and span or something on their own, the Grey Stalkers still have feel no pain. Actually, one of the talking about challenges, one of the things I didn't realise that I discovered the other day is that the wound, you know, previously, you know, the wounds from combat would spill over. Mm-hmm. They don't anymore. So, ah. so if you get a sergeant and you challenge a Primarch, that's all he can kill. Oh, there you go then. So that apothecary is that apothecary is not to um, carry over the um, the uh, what's it? The feel no pain. That apothecary is there to challenge out Primarchs while the initiative AP2 wielding um, Speaker of the Dead spanners the bodyguard unit. Let me just double check that particular ruling. I'm pretty sure. In fact, I think I saw Nuge talk about it. So pretty sure that was the case i could have mis- misinterpreted but i believe that the wounds don't you, you allocate them to the challenge and they don't like you can't obviously then allocate them back to the character but also that character's wounds don't spill over onto the squad i was gonna say i, I would say i don't believe that you misconstrued a rules a, a rule query but oh, then I it's it. but, the, but then it's the assault phase and you don't generally pay a massive amount of attention exactly i try to avoid it at all costs so but, but, but obviously now with my new army that luxury is not going to be afforded me. You has got to, to like it stuff. I've got to kind of get my head around it because I'm be doing a lot of it. So yeah, it's a quick look at the challenges. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting one that. Uh, accepting a challenge. Do, 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 do. Anyway, I'll have a quick while you can. Yeah, you, you deal with that. So um. Uh, so yes, yeah, two apothecaries in elites. Then there are two you two single contempt dreadnoughts uh, with a chain fist and a power fist each. Mm-hmm. And then scrolling down, we go into heavy support, where I have a leviathan with a siege drill and a snippy claw with a phosphex discharger. Volkite boobies. That's in a drop pod. Mm-hmm. And then there is the other two cho- other two heavy support choices are two Spartans, both with flare shields now, because don't leave home without them, kids. And one has a searchlight, because I had five points spare. It's not a bad thing with searchlight, because it's a lot easier to get into night. But it makes no difference with wolves, because they've got acute senses. Have they? Of course they have. Why wouldn't they? Acute senses, furious charge, counterattack. Stubborn. Feel no pain. Hatred. <laughs> Basically, just pick everything, universal special rules, and just, just add them to space rules, and you're there. Yeah, but we've got to put up with models. <laughs> and rubbish helmets. <sighs> That's true. You've got it's a downside to everything. There you go, um, Michael. There's some editing for you. Yeah, yeah so, thanks for that. It's all right. Just making sure you're still awake, old boy. PG-13, surely we can say that. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah, so just looking at the challenge rules. Uh, Okay. If character... Involved in challenges removed as a casualty, each excess wound allocated by the victor is counted towards the assault result 
but not allocated to any other model. So, yeah. You so, there you go, folks. Sacrificial. Sacrificial apothecary. Apothecary. In you go, son. Take these 15 attacks from Magnus while we <laughs> deal with the rest of the squad. Well, well, while we absolutely pagger his mates. Mm. And then the same applies. So, outside forces, whilst in the challenge is ongoing, other models locked in combat can only allocate wounds to the models involved. Can, sorry, can only. Uh, whilst in a, the challenge is ongoing, other models locked in the combat can only allocate wounds to models involved in the challenge if all other enemy models that are locked in the combat have been removed as casualties. I think. Oh, let's have a look at that again. Other models locked in the combat can only allocate wounds to the models. Oh, if other right, so you can. So let's say, for example, Magnus attacks my squad of Reavers, right? Mm-hmm. And I throw my sacrificial sergeant, even though I wouldn't want to, but you know, or I think the Just Aaron have got chosen warriors, so you can just put any random, you know, Bob can yeah. have in there in the challenge. Random gadget can take the challenge. Yeah. He gets spannered. Abaddon mm-hmm. and his friends of the Just Aaron annihilate whatever squad happens to be in there. If I do that, then the wounds can go back to um, Magnus, but Magnus couldn't allocate them back to the squad. So it actually challenges a, yeah, a, you know, make sure that you, you win them, I think is basically what we're saying here. Because right yeah. So basically, if you kill, if I killed all of the the um, bodyguard squad, then I could allocate mm-hmm. the wounds to to the into the challenge. But that's the only time you can do that. No, that's not bad then. Yeah. So what do we, yeah, that's three three thousand points. So it's two Spartans full of power fist wielding uh, power weapon wielding maniacs yeah. with with two medics and chaplains basically. Um, so not a lot of not a lot of variation from from the first time round. Um, still effective though. Yeah, it, it's an identical list. To the, the list itself is identical to one I have run at least once. Mm. Okay. Um, so how many scoring units did you have? Two. Two. Okay, you know that can be chancy. It's all you need when everybody's dead. There is, there is, of course, <laughs> that hubris <laughs> to uh, to to be to be aware of. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, shall I go next? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Uh, so I've gone for me ultramarines because uh, mm-hmm. they're the ones that I've been using most of. Uh, and so this is what I've got. So uh, I've gone for Pride of the Legion, which is kind of like a overhang, I think, from the previous edition. But the reason being is that I've built veterans, not tactical marines. So I had very little choices. Really. So I'm not building any more of the blooming things. Mm-hmm. So Centurion... Um, I've got a chaplain, um, and I've given him their, one of their super shields. So these are the shields that the um, Caesarean get, which are five plus, um, but four plus in um, close combat. Yep. Which is super useful. And they've got bolters built into them, so they're nice. Uh, and then I've given him, because he's a chaplain, I've given him a mastercrafted thunderhammer. You know, a bit of thunderhammers are pricey, though, 30 points. Yeah. They always have been more expensive than um, yeah. power fists. If you think about it, but actually, do you know what? With the brutal two, that's pretty useful. Chaplain, of course, gives you hatred, stubborn. Uh, two plus, five plus, or four plus. In close combat, yeah. So, yeah. Were you not tempted with the legatine axe? No, I, I wasn't because I think that the, I've got a squad of Caesarean. So, uh. 
That'd be why, then. They, they'll do the Legatine axe work. Yeah, you've got, need, got enough of them, yeah. Yeah, what they do need is some more Thunderhammers in the world of Dreadnoughts. The, the mm. one-handed Thunderhammer is king. Uh, and then I've got uh, Overhang Praetor, very similar to yours, no special rules. Power Fist, Paragon Blade, the classics, the classic combo. Yeah. Um, two plus four plus, could get that for free now, which is great. Um, five or so attacks with those two, so that's useful. And then a singular Apocryphy, so with um, Artisfar Armour as an upgrade, take him to five plus, fill a pain. And then my Caesarean squad. Now, Caesarean are awesome, I've got to be honest with you. They are such a good squad. They've got the Chosen Warrior rule, but they're also line by default. So, what? Yeah, they're, they're, they are a line option. What, you so, could do full army of Caesarean? You totally could. And in fact, yeah. my next army after the Alpha Legion is I'm going to do another armoured breakthrough. But I'm going to do an armoured breakthrough with the Ultramarines because I've with got quite a few tanks already. Suzerains in Proteus. Suzerain in, in um, Land Raiders for malign choices, right? Rather than having to do two attacks. Oh, God, that would look good. Yeah. So, anyway. so what, Was it with you? Why you stop rating armies? I want. Uh, so, <laughs> got the Caesarean squad. So I've got eight of these. I've got ten, but I'm going to use eight of them. Um, three plasma pistols. I'm going to put them in a land raider with a combi bolter. Two thunderhammers in that squad as well. I used them before, and they got completely minced by um, dreadnoughts. So didn't have any thunderhammers in there. So only ten points for a thunderhammer upgrade for these guys. The legatine axes are great. The shields are great. They've got a ton of attacks. You know, they're just a fantastically cool unit. Have you, really have you got to take some special right of war for them to be line? Or they're just no, line they're anyway? They're just line by default. I thought you'd like that. What's that word you never want to Google again? Yeah, I never ever want to Google that word. And certainly not in the context that it was used pre. Tumescent, I believe it was. Right, I thought we said. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, let me just have a quick look at the rules for the Caesarean. Uh, if I can find the flipping things. Because they have weapon skill five as well, I think. They have weapon skill five, two wounds. Artificer armor. Yeah, two wounds, four. Initiative, initiative axes. Axes at AP2. <laughs> Yeah. Invictus Suzerain. The future's bright. The future's blue. Yeah, I mean, this is the rule of two, right? Uh, anything that's that previously um, had... Well, no, they were good before. They were good, but they're even better now. They really are absolutely kick-ass now. Yeah, but they're expensive, though. I mean, how many points are they each? Um, Not a lot. 30 points for a model, so... You know, Actually, to be fair, you compare that to your Reavers that are 22. You've got an initiative AP2 axe. You've got artificer yep. armor, yep. and you've got a boarding shield, which is four up in combat for an additional eight points. Yes, that's pretty bargainous. Uh, it is totally. They are a fantastic <laughs> unit. Let me just um, have a look at the right book. That will probably help. Uh, Usually does. Yeah. Don't look at the wrong book. You end up with things like organised religion when you do that. Oh, come on. So, yeah. Um, but they are a top-notch unit, it's got to be said. And I think a lot of people have twigged onto this, by the way. I expect to see quite a, a few lot more. A lot more will have twigged onto it once this goes out. 
<laughs> At least three people who listen would have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, have a quick look, and I'll, I'll give you the full skinny on them. My mum downloads it at least twice. Exactly right. That's only because she forgets because she's getting senile. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they are... Come on. Why is it whenever you try to find something, you can never find it? It's a zero uh, squad. So, uh, movement seven, weapon skill five, disc skill four, strength four, times four, two wounds each, initiative four, Three attacks base, leadership nine, two plus. Uh, the boarding shield, Argyrinum pattern boarding shield is that two, that four plus five plus. Um, uh, what do they have? So yeah, they've got. So actually, they've also got anything that's um, cavalry units, which is pinned and fallen back, does not include models. Gains a modifier to their plus one to their leadership if they so basically just by their very presence they inspire the people around them. But yeah, yeah. Special rules. Um, where did it say that they were lying? Somewhere, I'm sure I read it somewhere. Oh yeah, heavy unit type line heavy character, so they can issue challenges and they're lying. Oh, but they're heavy. They are heavy, so they can't run. So that is a downside. Oh, is it? all right. So yeah, but they're yeah they're a troop's choice with with line. Yeah, but if they go with other heavy units, um, they then get that um, reroll for uh, armor saves yeah. against template weapons, blast weapons. Uh, so yeah, super useful unit, really cool, um, and great stat line as well. So like I said, they're going to be causing some problems. And then my next one, which I'm building, uh, is another sort of bonus unit this is from the pdf the full mentaris squad mm. so these are the the fellas with the lovely rocket launchers that these are iron these are iron havocs that uh, sorry these are um what do you call siege them terminators, but siege better. tyrants but better yeah firing protocols too so they can fire the missile launchers and their combi bolters the missile launcher things have got like a ap2 version i think or plasma version so really cool Five of them with power fists, or four of them with power fists, one with the chain fists. Uh, Multi-melter on the land raider that they can then go in. So again, pretty damn useful squad that. Haven't Mm. used them yet, but they will cause bother. And then I've got some veteran squads. So two lots of veterans with various things, but and this is for Pride of the Legion, so they might kind of another two line units there. Um, Combi plasma and combi melters in their sergeant's artists for armour. Augury scanners, and they're both in rhinos with dozer blades, so getting them where they need to be. And then a tactical support squad with five melt guns, sergeant again, artist for armor, augury scanner on this, and, and a rhino. And then heavy support, because you can get one heavy sports choice with um, Pride of the Legion now. The Arcus, of course, which is a great choice for that, giving it the target array as well, and a searchlight. So hopefully that will deal with any interception nonsense. And then finally, Lord of War. Gulliman himself is going to go with the Caesarean in that Land Raider. Cause cause problems, hopefully. So there you go. That's my army list. That's tasty. It's very tasty. Isn't in a transport some description. Mine feels awful now. Okay, come on, Mr. B. All right, so Ultramarines, obviously. Uh, 
Well, not so obviously, because I haven't played them for a while, to be fair. Uh, we've got a Praetor with Paragon Blade and Argirium Pattern Boarding Shield. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yep. And he's wearing the Mantle of Ultramar. I thought about this, but then it was quite expensive, so I decided not to. It's 25 points, but I figured I, I actually had the points to spare, so. Okay. Um, then we've got in the elites just a basic five-man squad of Invictus. In, 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 oh, sorry, I've got a Centurion as well, who's also a Master of Signals. Sorry, I should say right. Master of Signals. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we've got some Invictara Suzerain in the elites. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the uh, Right of War is Logos Lectora. Yes, sorry, I should say. Why you got the, um... Master of Signals, yeah. Signals. Then we've got a Praetorian Breacher Squad. Just the basic five men. So that's the squad, British squad with swords. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Uh, they're really cool. I love them. Uh, a Contemptor Dreadnought with two auto cannons and a Havoc launcher. And the, um, what you call it, the um, helical, helical targeting. Helical targeting, right? Then we've got an Apothecary detachment with two Apothecaries and Artificer Armor on both. Yep. A 10 man squad of tactical marines. Uh, well, I, sorry, I should raise that. It's a 20-man squad of tactical marines with Vexelia, a plasma pistol, artificer armor, and power fist on the sergeant. Okay. A, another uh, almost identical squad, but lightning claw instead of uh, uh, on the uh, sergeant, and um, no uh, um, additional sorry pistols. So she's got normal, um, what we call it, bolt pistol and a bolter. Uh, then we've got a 10-man support squad with Volkite Calaviers. There it is. I have to have the Volkite in there somewhere. Mm. In the troops, we've got a scout squad with five Nemesis Bolters, because okay. they're well worth taking, I think. Then we have two Storm Eagles, both with the twin link glass cannons, to be carrying those uh, uh, tactical squads, 20-man tactical squads. Yeah. Ooh. Then brave. Two Proteus Explorators with twin-linked heavy bolters. And a Fire Raptor with auto cannons. Oh, you, you keep flying the flag for the Fire Raptor. The Fire Raptor is an awesome model. I love it. It's just an absolute bugger to build. Yeah. yeah uh, but it is, it, once it's built, I want to use it. It's great. But this is, this is basically just the, the, um, what I had before, um, well, when I first started Heresy. Flying cavalry. Yeah, yeah. So two big squads of uh, two big squads of um, uh, tactical marines and a fire raptor. Got you. Yeah, that's it's a good right of war that um, locus loctora. Basically, yeah. once per turn you can give them either plus one. To, they can I think reroll shooting attacks or plus one to the weapon skill, or they can auto regroup. But you can't use the same one twice. I think in the same. One after the other, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I've got, but yeah. So the only thing that annoys me is the Protus explorers can't be taken in squads. I wish that I wish they could. Because oh, yeah. okay. I've got two of them. Because obviously before they were, you know, it was sort of they were ten man. That you know they could take ten, ten, ten marines in them. Yeah. So you could just fill them with uh, breaches or whatever. Yeah, I mean, having yeah. built the new one, you put twelve marines in there. Those marines have got to be pretty comfortable in each other's space. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the transports have never been to scale. So I was going to say the Rhino, you you have a job getting three people in there, never mind ten or twelve. Yeah, but it, it's like yeah, the Explorator now can only take eight, I think it is, and it's uh yeah, it's, I wish I had an option to not have the Explorator array in there so we could take ten again. Yeah. But it is I'm what. Change it to the other type, or does it look different? 
Yeah, it doesn't have an assault ramp. Okay. And I'm 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 WYSIWYG. I like playing WYSIWYG. No, no, I agree totally. I'm with you. I do like with the new one that you can build the different options with it though, just out the same kit. But I am tempted to get a couple of the new ones for my Ultramarines specifically to build um, uh, ones with assault ramps because I think they'd be handy. Okay. Well, let's um let's have a think about these scores on the door. So only two categories. We obviously, can't do price. Mm-hmm. Fun to play with and against and battlefield effectiveness and as there's only three of us this could be very interesting we got the, yes, indeed. the voice of dissension that is Chris Mills um, she's not automatically going to disagree against you yeah no I mean it's, it's a, this is going to be a tough one because yeah I think mine's not much fun to play against if I'm honest there's not a lot of fat on the bone there so Sorry, I, mean, I think I mean, I'm going dis- to discount myself from that one I, I'm really annoying so mine's not going to be fun against because to play against because you know i'm the annoying really one annoying so there is that <sighs> mine has a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that's not going to be easy to you know yeah but two, you can't, you two can't land roll, raiders you can't yeah. roll above a two so we don't need to worry about that well let's talk about the army not necessarily the character of the army who's playing it so uh, i've got two land raiders in there that's not fun to deal with and three flyers okay i've got two land raiders three rhinos and a Sakaran. I've got two, I've got two flare shielded Spartans and a drop pod in Leviathan. Yeah, you're out. Okay, I think Mr. B's probably got the variety of units though. Hmm. I suppose. Yeah, and you've got those big squads. You've got a theme to it. Yeah, I think probably yours, Mr. B. Though he's gonna give you a chance in your arm with three flyers and you know people just. Oh yeah, as soon as want, as soon as as soon as those storm eagles get shot, it, it, it was always the way. You know, I'd, I'd fly on, Graham would shoot my storm eagles down, and it'd be like, right, yeah, everyone's dead. Yeah, yeah, I think that's even more likely in in the new version. To be fair, well, I, I'm going to give it a try at some point. I mean, actually, I won't be there in storage at the minute, so okay. my army uh, doesn't have a, any anti-air. Doesn't have an an augury scanner. I have noticed a lot of people tend not to have, are tending to not do anti-air at the minute, but air power seems to be, I mean, we didn't have a lot of air power at Company of Legends. That's because, well, no, but nowadays, every man and his leading basic tank. And his cyber familiar can um, can shoot things down, can't they? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think, you know, it's very, it's a lot easier to bring things down from reserve than it used to be. Speaking yeah. of cyber familiars, how is the uh, the new one, Graham? It's fine. It's it has it got, got a name? It has got a name. Yeah. Hey, uh, is it not your dog as well? Well, I try to distance myself from it, to be fair, uh, because you know it's very much Louise's dog. So yes, <gasps> Enzo is his name. Yeah, so, so, so you're going to be, so, so are you going to be, this, you know, in a couple of months, we're going to be seeing pictures of Graham asleep and Enzo curled up inside his uh, arms. Because obviously I'm working from home full time and Louise works yeah. in, an, in an actual office. So I look after him during the day. So I'm puppy sitter. But, um, yeah, he, he very much you know, is Louise's dog, which is great because that's, you know, the greyhounds are my dogs. Um Whereas Louise might have a dog that was hers, you know, and that would go and sit on her lap. Greyhounds are a little bit big for that, to be fair. But anyway, enough about the <laughs> domestic yeah. results of uh, my various hounds. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, all good. So I think Mike probably wins that one, to be honest with you. Got all right, fair enough. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I think the that's... Uh, cavalry theme's pretty cool. 
although it's somewhat charged the light brigade. Um, interesting to see. Right, maybe, maybe people. Would still- I don't know. I, I got my first win with this with a list very similar to this. I think you're right insofar as people will stop taking anti-air because nobody's taking air. So you might sneak in with a surprise attack, if you like, where somebody goes, oh, my God, I've got no anti-air at all. And you can kind of fly around with impunity. Yeah, I mean, the plan with this, you've got the breaches and the Suzerain in the uh, explorators. So essentially going up to try and soften stuff up to, for when the uh, Storm Eagles come in. What does the Explorator do? Uh, it ha- oh god, I had, I had special, this. With this special kind of intercept rules. It's it's, it's got something, but I haven't properly looked at it yet because it's just like I've got them. So yeah. it's not a case of I intended to have them with whatever rules they had. It comes with a, an explorator augury ray. Yeah. Uh, great, this is where I need to find because the bloody thing has the because this these books are not the best laid out in the world. Where is the Augury array gonna the explorator augury array gonna be is it gonna be in the I've got it here. war gear uh, disruption mode any reserve rolls made by the enemy player to bring in units to play from reserve are modified by minus one while the mode is active ah and we've got um, relay mode any reserve rolls made ooh but then you've got already got three things that are rerolling reserves potentially you've got the the uh, martial signals you've got the locust locked horn you can do that for a turn and you've got that two of those so your reserves are coming in mr b i think that's fair to say yeah this yeah, i think that is fun. fairly safe to fairly safe to say i think well as i said it, it wasn't a case of i set out to have two explorers or augury arrays in there it's just the case of the model i had now comes with it automatically nice. Pretty cool. it never had it in the other edition it was just simply a proteus land raider Without an assault ramp. Gotcha. And they were cheaper, weren't they, if I remember rightly? Yes, they were. But it was like I just used to put breaches in there and I didn't need um the breaches don't need to charge. Gotcha. They they benefit from being charged, if I should, I should say. Well they did. Gotcha. So I just sort of pull them out, jump them out, and then and then get wait for them to get charged and then use the shields to do the disruptive charge thing. Yeah, basically. Okay, so battlefield effectiveness. Ah, this is. I'm I'm out of this one. Just can say that. Probably are with you. I'm out of this one. With your air cab. Yeah, I think this is. I personally think this is going to sort of tip towards Rob, but yours isn't. Yours is pretty tasty with all those suzerain. Mm. Yeah, I mean, space wolves are space wolves. Space wolves are going to wall, aren't they? Do the yeah, yeah. no prey escapes the wolves. I've not seen space wolves play yet. I don't know the rules that well, but everything what I have read, I think space wolves might have it. Sorry, Graham. Yeah, fair enough. But I, I, but I think it's just edging it because those suzerain are going to be absolutely brutal. I'd really struggle against lots of suzerain because they're all two plus armor saves, and you know mm. I've got I've got lots of power fists. But they ain't going to be around when you're swinging yeah. AP2 and initiative axes about. Um, you know, I've got Gullibans in there as well, so... Well, yeah, that's true. Honestly, it's a coin. For me, this is coin flip. Well, I mean, like I said, I think... Because I can't vote for myself, obviously. No, so I think, me uh, Robert, I'm literally the decider, aren't I? Well, right, where's a coin? I'm, I'm, I'm literally flipping a coin. I don't think you can. I think uh, you've got big squads of um, base players all over there. Right, I can't find a coin. Weight of attacks. I can't find a coin, so can I flip a base? No, it's fine. I think uh, 
the Spartans are more durable than the, the Land Raiders. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, 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 squads in them. I think it's it's it. As I said, it's a coin flip. I think depending on I think it depends on who goes first, what the terrain is like, if the your two armies were to come up against each other, it really depends on on stuff like that. If that makes any sense. We should yeah. play it out sometime, Graham. I think that would be an interesting one to play out. I think Gilman yeah. would potentially do a number, but Spartans are tough to get through, and there's not a lot of anti-tank shooting that I've if got. If I could try and if I could try and gank Gulliman with like two contemptors and a Leviathan. <laughs> yeah, and again, I've got no dreadnoughts at all in this list, so yeah, definitely, definitely Robs. All right, cool, very good. All right, well. I'm not quite sure what our next list change will be, but um, we probably won't have a double list episode for some time. But so make the most of it, folks. Yeah, no, no, we got, we got, we're going to have to start going through the rules for each legion one by one at some point. So yeah, should we do Iron Hands first to get it over and done with? I was thinking we just go through numerically, you know, numbers, numbers. Yeah, yeah. Start with the Dark Angels in the episode after next. Yeah, well, I've, I've already got a list written. Well, yeah, exactly. Legion when they turn up. You've gone very quiet again, Graham. Oh, have I? Sorry. Uh, okay, shall we uh, head on into the close? Yes, let's do that. For, for one of our shortest episodes yet. Yay! the end of another episode um i think we've had a it's just been a short one obviously tonight but uh um chris just wouldn't stop going on would he no, no. Blah, 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 blah. we might have to edit that out thank yeah. for complaints to, complaints to chris just uh email get well soon chris at edgeofempire.co.uk yeah, yeah no he is, uh, he is he did sound very unwell he tr- did try to come in and record with us but he's not well yeah. poor boy <laughs> okay so uh if you've enjoyed us uh please send up leave us some reviews on itunes follow us on, all kinds of wrong but yeah go on uh follow us on facebook twitter instagram and youtube and if you want chris to get better if you know if you want us to give him the medicine he needs um you know Again, like, in all kinds of wrong yeah yes if you've enjoyed us well, <laughs> leave a tip um, if you want to get in touch uh, post on our Facebook wall send a message to that account or just email us at info at edgeofempire.co.uk uh, you can also message on Instagram and that stuff as well and we'll get it as well um, if you want to help out the show we've got an affiliate link with Audible so you can sign up to that get your Horus Heresy audiobooks through them with a month's free trial and after that it's seven ninety nine a month for an audiobook and I think all the heresy books are on there, all the library books are on there, so it's great. Um, you can also become a patron of the show and pop a couple of dollars in our tip jar, for which we'll be eternally grateful. And if you want to help us out through going through the advert on our website to purchase your wargaming toys through Element Games, we've got crystal codes as well, so that uh, that helps. So you've got, you get double royalty points, we get normal crystals. Put those in the show notes, but Chris's is CHR211, Graham's is GRA2794. Mine is MIC440 and Rob's is ROB676. And we've also got affiliate links with the Outpost as well, which is a nice little FLGS in Sheffield. Um, so that's about it for tonight. So next time we are planning on talking about the trip to Essex that we gave you our list for earlier. It should probably 
be quite interesting. Let's say first event that we've been to for a long time. So looking forward. To yeah, that. and I booked the hotel, and it was a struggle to get anything. Um, oh, Jesus so... Christ! How recently was somebody murdered in it? No, that's my forte. Oh, that your, that's your forte. I might have just gotten us a. I, I might have just gotten us like the. I don't know. It might be all right. Hopefully it's all right. It's above a pub, so it looks okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is in Chelmsford, it's so it's one, like a just one twenty minute bed for the three of us. And it's Chelmsford sort of was it? Ch- Chelmsford one two three. Has it got Rory McGrath? No, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, and uh, then after that, we're gonna tr- we're gonna do a Legion deep dive for the first time in ages. We're gonna do the Dark Angels. So do this challenge as well. Go round the horn, as it were, and uh, start God. again from scratch. Exactly. Anyway, brilliant. So uh, it is a. Well, uh, you're building a Dark Angels army. You can't slag off the Dark Angels when I you're a Dark, Angel. a Dark Angels army. I have built one. There is no more building to do. Okay, you painted a Dark Angel. You're painting. Yes, I've still got the protest. Either way, you've got a Dark Angels army. Yeah, we'll blame Miles. Exactly. Exactly. Just like painting black. Exactly, Lord Barrington. Exactly. You you can hear him. Is that something from from the pits of hell? No, can I not hear him? It sounds like either that or somebody's watching the end of Event Horizon in the background. I think he wants me to go feed him. I think so. You best get to it. I best get to it. So (laughs) he probably will. So uh, it's a good night from me. And a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Oh, shut up, Chris. You've you've said your piece. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, folks. Good night, all.